0: The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Yo, this is Rich Ladder here. We are across the street from MSG. NY, baby. New York City, Madison Square Garden. Hey, y'all boy, come on. Yeah, man. Jeremy Donovan here from Keeping It Strong Style and Social Suplex. We're here with one half of the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. one half of Gorilla's of Destiny but one whole of... Tell my motherfucking Tonga, realest of the realest, Hey, ain't nobody realer than Gorilla. on today's show, we'll be reviewing Destruction in Bepu and Kagoshima, Super J-Cup, and answering your questions, as well as covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. You can support our show by subscribing to the Social Suplex Podcast Network on the podcast app of your choice and leaving a rating and review. You can also get all the podcasts and columns over at socialsuplex.com. This episode of Keeping a Strong Style is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV is an independent wrestling streaming service with over 5,000 hours of wrestling from companies across the world. Use the promo code Suplex to get your first month free. Also, make sure you check out our Pro Wrestling Tea store, prowrestlingtees.com slash socialsuplex. That's where you can get your official Keeping a Strong Style t-shirt as well as other t-shirts here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network And young boy man, we got a lot of action to get into this week uh, You know, a lot of people have been asking for the longer shows I think they're going to get one of those tonight uh, Especially, we got Young
1: Lions Cup matches They'll get what we give them <laughs> They will take it, and they will like it Oh, man Here's 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 the thing, guys We, we, we started this show This is the fifth time I think we've started this show just now uh, to you, it's the first time, but uh, something's wrong. So, so, so something's not right because we've never had to restart a show ever.
0: You man, you're, you're you're pulling back the curtains. I'm I'm,
1: I'm 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 pulling back. We're K- going we're we're going into the we're breaking the fourth wall <laughs> K- right now. K is dead. Fabe is dead. How you doing, Cole Cabana? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
1: man. And, and here's the thing. I think it. I'm I'm. I think it's one of two things, okay? It can only be one of these two things. Either this sound system is too good and it's screwing me up and it's making me, like, it it bothers me. I can hear everything. I don't like hearing everything. I don't like to hear, like, like in between words when I'm, like, breathing in. (laughs) Like, I don't like all that. That's too much. It's like when you're watching, like, a TV show and it's, like, on a super HD TV and the people look like they're actually in the room with you. That's freaky. I don't like that. This sounds like me and I don't like me. It's too much me. The other thing, it might just be destruction. Like, destruction, like, it, bro, our numbers are down. I'm just going to say it. our numbers are down because we're covering destruction.
0: Man, you're just throwing everything Listen, out there, bro. when we
1: were covering the G1, we had the highest numbers we ever had in our life. Then all of a sudden, they got freaking Tanahashi and Zack Sabre headlining for the eighth time, and our numbers are down. And so this just bothers me. And like...
0: Yes, the uh, the number Fuck, fuck Destruction
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yes, clearly there has not been a, a lot of interest in the Destruction shows compared to the G1 But we whoa, whoa, st-
1: whoa. I wouldn't say there's not a lot of interest The numbers are still solid
0: Yes, the numbers still, I'm saying, but obviously compared to G1 Climax uh, I think the overall fan base has kind of, you know It's kind of been chilling out during the Destruction tour You know what it is? I miss Mox Mm.
1: There's no mocks. I miss him.
0: No shooter. Well, well, there's shooter Umino, but no, no mocks. lead shooter.
1: I've I've been watching uh, shooter out there with his death stare. Yes, just just cold death stare of shooter. I wish he
0: would have still keep coming out with his uh, death rider jacket.
1: That that would be a real gimmick, sir. I don't think he's allowed to have a real gimmick (laughs) yet.
0: (laughs) Oh man! But uh, speaking of shooter Umino, that's gonna lead us into talk about the young lions cup so there was a lot of young lions cup matches this week they were on video on demand so these road to destruction shows did not air live this week and they only uploaded the young lions cup matches to new japan world
1: i was bummed about that i was trying to see you know those six man tags with uh you know tenkozy and the young lions again for like the fourth and trip time trying to
0: see uh Rocky um uh, Okada and Goto <laughs> against Shingo uh Bushi and Tanada
1: I was trying to see that six man with Hama you know what I'm saying like, Yeah I didn't get enough of it for the first few <laughs> nights
0: uh <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, these matches were uploaded to New Japan World. No commentary, just the two uh, Young Lions matches.
1: That's how I like my Young Lions matches, during the Young Lions
0: Throwback to uh, the Lionsgate Project kind of style of uh, filming these shows.
1: By the way, what happened to Lionsgate Project? Why are they not doing those anymore?
0: I don't know, man. We need to talk to uh, Blue Justice, get him on the line. I'll just call
1: Harold. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would call Michael, but... uh, I don't know if he knows anything anymore
0: <laughs> Look, I don't, I don't want I don't need our podcast getting heat, <laughs> heat With uh, Michael Craven
1: <laughs> Nobody takes our podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, So uh, September 10th We had Carl Fredericks Defeating Yuya Uemura And Shooter Umino Defeating Michael Richards Um Thought both of these matches were uh, alright uh, Fredericks once again just continues to impress And looks really good uh, Umora on a losing streak right now uh, Failing to get any wins right now And uh, Carl Fredericks uh, tapped him out With a very deep uh, single leg Boston Crab on Yumora uh, 6 minutes and
1: 15 seconds I, I do have to say this before we move on As good as Fredericks looks And he deserves all the praise in the world Because he's that awesome to me, Yuyi Yamura is starting to emerge during this tournament, as in the same way that we looked at Narita two years ago when he was in this tournament, like the the guy that like lost every match, but like is freaking killing it in defeat. Like, you know, there was there's this time where like we, I think we were both way higher on Suji than we were for than Yamura for for a bit there. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm coming around on the dude
0: Suji. I mean, we'll get to some of his matches here, but Suji has not really impressed me. All that much in this tournament
1: you has always been Impressive with his wrestling like acumen We've always said that but like Man he's becoming really well rounded And I'm like dang like you Umura, more is kind of that dude right now
0: Yeah uh, that dude, <laughs> <laughs> that dude. Uh, So then we had uh show umino and Michael Richards uh, This was a good match um, Umino mainly dominated this match Over Michael Richards you know from the Fale Dojo clearly At the kind of bottom of the picking order Among all these young lions And um, try to put up a good fight here But uh, Umino puts him away With the fisherman suplex And you know I really want To see Umino attempt a uh, death rider To get a win I
1: don't think he's going to do that
0: Like I get maybe him not Using it but at least like Hooking the arms and like attempting It and failing
1: I'm pretty sure you get beat to death like For even (laughs) trying to, to use that move
0: I don't know. I, I think it'd be a nice little. Uh, no, nah, his senpai,
1: his senpai would never allow it.
0: What do you mean, John Moxley would allow that? What he? <laughs> Why not?
1: Because he he can't use the death Rider That's John Moxley's move.
0: Well, he can use it in the meantime, or he can do like the uh, the low angle version, not the the elevated version. The dirty deets? Yeah, he, can just he can't eat.
1: use that either. <laughs> he's a young lion. He gets he gets to use a Boston crab, and every now and again he gets a fisherman. That's it. <laughs>
0: Uh, then on September 11th We had Clark Connors Defeating Yota Suji And then we had Ren Narita Defeating Alex Coughlin um, So Connors and Suji Man I'm really loving how um, Clark Connors has been looking at this tournament Man his chops have been Absolutely killer Brutal Sounding off man Brutal uh, um, And Suji's chops have been
1: weak yeah, and we said that last week. I, I don't want to belabor the point, but it is strange that this guy came off as such a bruiser for so much of, you know, the the enti- almost the entire calendar year last year. And even early into this year, I mean, Suji was looking great. And, like, um, something seems to be kind of missing there. Something has kind of shifted with Suji. I don't know what it is. I don't want to say he's not progressing because – he actually looks not as good as he did before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what do you think it is?
0: I don't know. I don't know if I don't. Maybe they're purposely kind of aging the match for him to look kind of weaker compared to the LA Young Lions based on the story they have going on. Or I don't know. man. Maybe he's just having off tournament. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I'm not really sure what it is, but I mean, there's so many times we've seen Suji like. Perform at, at a high level and he doesn't seem to be You know matching and the thing is here too, like, you know, let's not get it twisted. These are not epic Wars like super long matches. They're six to eight minute matches. Right.
0: Yeah, this match was uh seven minutes and 20 seconds
1: He's not showing The goods the way he normally does just in a standard, you know Single six to eight minute match and um, i'm kind of surprised by that to be honest with you I I really am. Um I mean, Suji's one of my favorite guys. Like, he he's definitely like the best, like, bruiser and brawler out of all those guys, but he's not showing it in this tournament. And I don't know what the deal is.
0: Yeah. But uh, Connor's looking really great and yeah. uh, having that background. He trained with Lance Storm at the Storm Wrestling Academy, and Chibata's just polished him up even more. I don't know. I, I kind of get a little bit of uh, Crispin, Crispin Wall vibes from him. Yeah, I can see that. Just from the, the build and the way he chops and the way he kind of moves. Um so yeah, really, really digging Clark Connors. And then uh Rennerita picking up uh, the win here on uh Alex Coughlin with his uh suplex and uh on commentary, I guess um, they've been mentioning they mentioned today on Kagoshima that He's been coming up with all these different uh, Narita Specials. So I guess Narita Special 1 is the leg lace into the cross-legged Boston Crab. And then I think Narita Special 2 is this belly-to-belly suplex here that he uh, uses and he pinned Coughlin The with. overhead? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what do you think that is? Do you think that's Nagata influence? Yeah. I want, is, is Nagata his? So I know Sushi's with Tanhashi. Well, I'm just I'm just saying because like the Nagata Lock One, the yeah. Nagata Lock Two, Nagata Lock Three, right? Yeah, Nugata Lock Four. Yeah, it could be. Hmm. But I kind of I kind of like that. I'm gonna start implementing that into my life as well, like the Joshua Special One. <laughs> um, you know, just d- but these will be real menial things in my life, like not actual wrestling related, like just trademark things that I do. I don't know. I- I'll have to think about it. Like uh,
0: play the guitar, Joshua Special One.
1: No, something more menial than that, like. I don't know, like after I like get done with the lunch, like the way I like toss my stuff into like the garbage, like I'll do it in a very distinct way and be like, Joshua special one," <laughs> something like that. I don't know. I haven't thought it out yet.
0: Yeah, but I I really like this matchup, man. Narita has been looking really great in this tournament and um, just completely fired up here. And um, yeah, man, I don't know what else to say about it. But we've we've been on the Narita bandwagon for a while now, and just once again proving why he's one of the top in the class right now.
1: Yeah, I mean Narita not only is fantastic, which we have always alluded to. I I still think he is, in my opinion, the most complete performer out of all these guys. But um, doing extremely well in the tournament, you know, right at the, right at the, sitting at the top of the you know the the win bracket here. So he's got a good chance to still take the victory when it comes to the Young Lions Cup. And um, I don't think he will, but I would love it if he did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that would, dude, I would pop huge if Narita gets a win
1: I might get emotional
0: <laughs> So we move on to uh, September 12th uh, Narita in action again This time Narita is taking on Yota um, And This was a very uh, good back and forth competitive match here Went about 8 minutes between these two guys here uh, Narita hits once again the Narita special suplex on the big man Yep and uh, so,
1: that's, Those are my thoughts <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> Then we had a uh, battle of the L.A. Dojo Young Lions with Carl Fredericks and Alex Coughlin And uh, both of these guys looked great in this And this was a great match I'm loving the L.A. Dojo Young Lions Going up against each other here And, uh, you know, Carl has kind of been the, the one That's been kind of getting all the attention But um, Con- Connors and Alex Coughlin are Are getting are pretty much just on, on the same level as him as well I mean, Carl Fredrickson might have a, a better look. Might be when it comes look. to performing? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think all three of those guys are studs, and uh, Coughlin looked really good in this match. You know, this is kind of our first look at Coughlin in this tournament. Um, we, we've seen Fredericks and uh, Connors on the G1, and so it's been good getting a look at Connors, seeing what he's made of, and had a really good match here with um, Carl Fredericks, but ends up falling to the uh, single leg crab. Then we have uh, Shota Umino against Yuu Um uh, Once again, Yamura takes the loss, and he's just not racking up any wins in this tournament, which is a little surprising. That uh, Yomora would be kind of the one that's going down. You know, I think I mentioned last week. You know, I'd have you know
1: Michael Richards kind of being the one um, at the bottom of the bracket. Well, they're both at the bottom of the bracket. Yeah, and I mean, so is Suji as well. I actually think I don't know if you remember the first time we previewed this, I think we'd mentioned that Suji as well as you We thought that they'd be pretty low yeah. on the totem pole, just given, you know, that they're the most junior of all the young lions, aside from the uh, you know, the, the, the lions from overseas or, you know, from the, the uh the international dojos, but it does seem like they're pushing the LA dojo young lions to a degree and so that you know, they've kind of bracketed them. On the same even playing level as Michael Richards which makes sense to me
0: Yeah so Umino picked up the win There with the Fisherman Suplex and we had Clark Connors against uh, Michael Richards um, This was fine I, again I really Have not been uh, you know Really digging Michael Richards in this Tournament um, like we mentioned last week Claire um, Skill gap between him and the Rest of the guys in this tournament uh, But I mean that's just the experience Level he's at and um, And, you know, he's doing fine for the time he has in there, but clearly he's, you know, nowhere near the other guys.
1: Hmm. Well, now, with that being said, we're basically looking at Yuyi Mora's at two points, Michael Richards is at two points, Yotasuji's at two points, Alex Coughlin has four points, Clark Connors has six points. Um, Everybody is. Almost effectively eliminated. I believe Clark Connors has a very very outside chance, but it's highly unlikely with only four points remaining Um for him to be able to obtain even if he won his last two two matches. I think, uh, it's an outside chance that he can even win um Ren Rita sitting at eight points tied with Carl Fredericks and show to umino Uh, but with that being the case it looks like did narita lose to Fredericks and umino
0: um no, Narita beat
1: Fredericks Okay, and he lost to Amino Yeah Okay, so They're they're basically at a three-way tie right now With Narita, Fredericks, and Amino And um, Clark Connors does have an Outside chance, but I mean Things would have to go like perfect For him and you know, for the rest of it So those are like the only four guys that are still alive To me, it looks like Exactly what we predicted, like to Amino And Carl Fredericks, who were the two favorites Going into this are the two like guys remaining alive like at the very end here? Yeah. So and, and they haven't wrestled yet. They're on. They're wrestling on the final night. Is that correct?
0: Yep. On uh, destruction in Kobe.
1: So I, I think that's obviously the the very obvious you know final there.
0: Yeah. So uh, then we move on to the first big destruction show of the weekend from Sunday. We have destruction in Beppu. And we opened up with more Young Lions Cup matches We had Carl Fredericks uh, defeating Yota Suji Locking in that uh, half crab He seems to be doing a little combo where he hits the the spine buster Into that uh, single leg crab Locks it in deep and gets the win here I thought it was a really good opener that um, put Fredericks up on top of the leaderboard
1: Mm. Yeah, I thought this was good
0: then we also had Shota Umino versus Alex Coughlin, and I really enjoyed this match. These guys were uh, at a good pace, and um, it's really good back-and-forth action here. Coughlin had an awesome uh, gut-wrench suplex in the match, and um, we already know how Umino does, and had showed great fire. Both guys showed great fire in this match, and uh, Umino hitting the fisherman suplex to get the win there and get to eight points. Then we move on to some more undercard action. We had Ren Narita, Yoyamura, Taguchi, and Yuji Nagata uh, taking on Michael Richards, Clark Connors, Tohanare, and Nakanishi. And we have Yuji Nagata's team getting the win. And I believe it was, yeah, Taguchi had the ankle lock in on Richards to pick up the win for the team there. Then we move on to uh, Sho, Yo, and Jushin Liger taking on Minoru Suzuki, Kanemaru, and Doki. And the biggest thing here is just the continuation of heating up Suzuki and Liger. Uh, we had Doki getting pinned here by Punky 3K after eating a 3K. But the most notable thing here is what happened after the match. Suzuki attacks uh, Liger and tries to unmask Liger. Um, and then the Young Lions try to make a save. But he, he destroys the Young Lions and uh, Liger gets on the mic and says, Tell Suzuki let's fight right now But uh, Suzuki just kind of laughs and Walks off to the back and They're doing an excellent job Of building this up and I'm ready for it to happen
1: Yeah I'm sitting here you know watching This just thinking to myself Is this the feud of the year With no matches except for Some multi-man matches and even Those multi-man matches even though there have been Heat segments you know uh, as far As like post-match Negans and you know, pre-match nagins like, nothing really, really notable that you can, like, point your finger to. But, like, when was the last time, like, a match, like, was purposely built with this much anticipation, like, long-term in, in you know, in New Japan or maybe any company? I mean, just think about that. Like, I don't know. Rock, Rock and Cena, you know?
0: Yeah, they they held off for a year, but, I mean, they didn't really build it, though. It was like they announced the match was gonna happen, and then Cena just feuded with random people until it was WrestleMania season.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is one of the like most purposely like, you know, uh, booked and built like feuds of the year. That's why like when people keep like you know proposing Liger that has other opponents for his final final match, I'm like, no, nah, it, it can't be anybody but Suzuki. Look at what they're doing here. Yeah, and um, I I want to see this match so so badly, so badly. And,
0: uh, missed a question here. We had a question from Sir Sam, um, asking where does Aussie powerhouse and bull club mouthpiece Gino Gambino rank in the commentary hierarchy behind Rocky but above Jim Ross? So we had a uh, Gino Gambino on tour here for commentary. What have you been thinking about Gino Gambino?
1: Uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually think Gino Gambino does a fantastic job,
0: bro. I i love him on commentary.
1: Um, I do. You know it's funny um his voice I don't know why like his projection it's not what you would call in my opinion a content- like a classic uh broadcasting voice I know um he does you know obviously he's got a aussie accent which is you know and, and I think to many people like um what's the word people find that appealing you know what I mean so that, that he has that going for him but um you know, I don't think like his voice really carries the way that maybe some other like classic uh, commentators do. But with that being said, he's super insightful, His timing is great, his humor is really good. He seems to know quite a bit about the product. He doesn't come off as like a knave or a noob, somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Um, there are times where it seems like Kevin Kelly has to kind of wrangle him in just a bit. Um, I would even say that it's a, a little bit, uh, apparent that he's somewhat inexperienced like there's just a couple small things I notice he does That like some more seasoned um, Broadcasters don't do but they're so minuscule. They're so like, you know, you'd really have to be paying attention to it overall I think he's one of the best guys that they've got on commentary in New Japan and um, you know those, those small little like Insignificant things I mentioned aside like I think he's, I think he's great
0: yeah, he he's cracking me up. Uh just I think that's the way he inflects on certain words and yeah. just the chemistry that him and uh, Kevin Kelly have have been great. And so yeah, I'm definitely down for uh more Gino Gambino.
1: What do you feel about um when he's calling like the bullet club stuff? Do you think um do you think like him kind of switching into that character in the middle of it like suits him cuz I actually kind of I think it's kind of funny, but I also think it it sometimes comes feeling like off-base, like maybe he's not actually part of the Bullet Club or something. Like,
0: no, I think – I like it. It kind of reminds me of Don Callas, you know, when Kenny would be out there or, you know, somebody – or, an, you know, an impact word You missed my joke. When uh, Tessa was out. Are you trying to say he's not part of the Bullet Club? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gino Gambino, sir, is a proud member like he, of the he, Bullet, he Bullet Club. He keeps trying
1: to cop for them, and it just feels like, I don't know, like maybe he's not actually part of those guys. Like he's just – He's not. Re- it's a gimmick, and he's not really living <laughs> that gimmick That's what it feels like to yeah. me
0: Well, speaking of Bullet Club, they were in the following match We had uh, ELP, Ishimori, Yujiro, Kenta, and Bad Luck Fale Defeating the team of Robbie Eagles, Will Ospreay, Honma, Makabe, and Ibushi And I believe it was this match that um, Gino Gambino got involved And uh, held somebody to get chopped uh, during the middle of the match here Uh And we just had Bullet Club kind of picking up momentum He's ride or die for them (laughs) (laughs) Going into uh, Kagoshima Then we had their uh, LIJ uh, six man here with Sonata, Bushi and Shingo Taking on Okada, Goto and Rocky Romero With Sonata picking up The win with the team hitting the skull end. really good match there Uh, Once again hyping up King of Pro Wrestling With uh, Sonata and Okada And then hyping up Kobe With Shingo and Goto
1: and also, you know, continuing one of the greatest feuds in all of New Japan, Rocky Romero and uh, Bushi. Yeah, <laughs> the hate is real, sir.
0: Yes. Uh, then we had Naito and Evil taking on Jay White and Chase Owens. Uh, we got a Destino for the win here on Chase Owens and um, Naito and Jay White. Continue to kind of play mind games with each other and posing at each other and. Winking at each other smiling at each other. I'm waiting for one of these guys to ask each other out on a date
1: Yeah, this isn't I don't know. Is this doing anything for you? Uh, Not really bro. It's not doing anything for me and like and I I'm a big Naito fan I'm a big jay white fan And this feels like one of the flattest like builds for either of these guys for a match in a really long time like I don't have any I it's weird, like bro, all last year, remember how many times we talked about how protected this match was and you know, we could see this being like a potential dome match or a G one final and then they gave it away to us in the B block final and since then like I don't even really want to see it again and this build, you know, of of all the build of all the things that they're building on this destruction tour, this is the weirdest thing. And uh I don't know, do you think like the fanboys like like the L I J. fanboys or like, you know, the Switchblade fans are like really into this sort of thing? I mean I haven't seen what, what other people are saying
0: I mean a lot of people have been kind of making the same jokes as me Like there's like some sexual tension between these guys And like <laughs>
1: You know there's, there's a huge like audience of the fan base Especially like the women that probably like love that sort of thing
0: Yeah there, there's somebody right now on some dark corner of reddit Like writing a fan fiction of like What happened <laughs> With uh, Naito and Jay White But yeah man I really and haven't
1: Fantasy booking one 101 them. <laughs> 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 yeah The I, new golden lovers
0: <laughs> Yeah I, I really haven't been feeling uh, The build to this matchup here Honestly I think the, LIJ L. no fam- heat man Yeah I think L.I.J. fans are just worried That Jay White's winning Next week
1: Bro I could see that happening <laughs> I can really see that happening Like yeah. Pretty hard I don't I don't know Like I don't know Yeah
0: well now we move on to the semi-main event of this show. We had the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team title match, the champions, the gorillas of destiny, Tamatonga, and Tango Loa defending against the chaos challengers of Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii. They've done a great job in the kind of the build up of this match and telling the story of Yoshihashi uh, never winning a title in his pro wrestling career.
1: That's right, he shouldn't.
0: <laughs> they also highlighted um, you know the previous time that Yoshihashi And Tomohiro Hiroishi had challenged Girls of Destiny and it was Yoshihashi who ate the pin in that match Up there and
1: that's right he should
0: <laughs> And to fail to win there So and I gotta say man I really enjoyed this tag Team match here
1: um, Yeah I was watching it and Throughout the entire match I was just like wow This is um, Is this one of the best tag team matches I've seen in New Japan all year I know like in a post um, You know in a post young bucks post uh, golden lovers tag team division, you know the world we live in today The the, the bar is not quite as high but like dude I thought this was one of the best tag like as far as the heavyweight tag d- Division and and actually probably both divisions honestly mm-hmm. This was one of the best tag team matches of the entire year
0: Yeah, and we've mentioned it. I think we mentioned it last week and maybe a couple podcasts ago, but gorillas of destiny they have been on fire this year they've been having a really great year all over the board in ring of honor in, on indie dates and Dest- in defy and here in new japan um you know being being Honor tag champs iwgp tag champs these guys have just kicked it up a gear you know Tamatonga said he was um you know not being in the g1 to focus on tag team wrestling and I think that there's some, you know, definitely some truth to that because these guys have just been on another level this year.
1: I definitely think that was smart of him, too. That's a way to get out of having to eat, like, <laughs> six or seven pinfalls. <laughs> 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 but, um, you know, it, it's interesting, man. In a match where you have Tomohiro Ishii, one of the best big match performers, all-around performers of his ing- generation and, frankly, any generation, and then you, you put him in there with Tamatanga, Tangaloa, and Yoshihashi, Uh, It's pretty extraordinary that like my real talking points have nothing to do hardly with Tomohiro Ishii (laughs) And they completely revolve around G.O.D. and completely revolve around Yoshihashi Um, Everybody everybody was great in this match including Ishii, but like man the um the heat segment from G.O.D. On Ishii was really compelling like it was so unexpected like you you don't expect like uh, Yoshihashi to be the hot tag guy and um, not only that, but G.O.D., man, they, they're just they're becoming like they're gelling so well and like doing a lot of really flashy, innovative offense. You know, as much as we've like come down on, um, you know, Tamatanga as a singles competitor, he always impresses me as a tag team. Guy. Yeah,
0: he yeah, he thrives in the tag uh, kind of scene and. Him and his brother have just been gelling to so much uh, better since they first started teaming in New Japan. Yeah. Uh there was one spot in this match where I was about to lose my mind where uh, the uh Yoshihashi gets the uh, that horrible butterfly lock in on uh that, Tanda, Oh, yeah. And it, it it was like set up to look like T M was gonna tap and I was like, No. <laughs> 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 this can't be. But luckily, uh Tangalo came in, made the save there. Um then they kind of can keep going to the match. Um, Jado kind of gets involved there. We have Jado nailing Yoshihashi with the kendo stick. Um, kind of going back and forth some more until we have uh, Kenta arriving with his uh, fresh uh, die job. Arrives, he distracts Yoshihashi, and then Tamatanga cradles him up with the tights for the win here.
1: Yeah, and. Um- yeah, Yoshihashi definitely he took the pinfall here, but you know what? I thought that he had a, an excellent match. I mean, the the entire story about him never having won a uh any championship of any sort in New Japan like really added a lot of like um I don't know what the word is. Man, why am I so tired tonight? Um there was just
0: add layers to it maybe
1: not layers, but there was like a sense of urgency mm. There's like a sense of urgency like he would, like they could definitely do this sort of thing, you know Um, but yeah. the idea that like even though him and ishii have tagged together like they're they're a relative inexperienced You know going up against this You know five-time world tag team championship these guys that are brothers these guys that exclusively do this It's like how do you overcome that sort of combination? and um yeah, I mean they did a fantastic job like keeping these guys separated the entire match. And then yeah.
0: And, uh yeah, GOD was like throwing everything at them. They yeah. hit the magic killer, Tongan Twist, pretty much any like combo move they've used as finishes in the past, they were like busting out here in this match.
1: Yeah, and there was even a a, a moment at the end where like where it was it just came down to uh Tamatonga and Yoshihashi, and it felt like Yoshihashi was about to pick up this win, and I was like, Oh my like <laughs> yeah, that that butterfly lock, even though I hit the butterfly lock, that was one big moment, and then you know he he was hitting everything. He's hitting you know lariats, super
0: kicks. Yeah, that that western lariat.
1: Yeah, bro. And even though I don't like Yoshihashi, he's got the best western lariat. Like he just does. Like it, it's incredible. Uh, he hit a uh, running meteora at one point, and you know the kamigoroshi. Like yeah, he he. And then and then he got rolled up like a fucking geek. Yes, because that's what he is. Yes, and every every. Like literally every cool thing that he did in that match became not cool immediately. And G O D, you know, reigned supreme.
0: Yeah, and this was a really good match. And honestly, that that finish kinda killed it. It like, did.
1: That 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 finish brought it down.
0: Yeah, it definitely brought down. I'm probably like three seven five on it.
1: Uh, I was close to that, but I'm like almost three and a half because of the finish. But I could probably go three. I
0: would have probably gone four if they had a clean finish.
1: Probably. The match was good, man. Yeah. It I, was really good. But
0: I get, you know, Bull Club's going to cheat, but at least like set it up into the finisher. Like maybe have him hit the gun stun after the distraction or something like that.
1: I almost, every time though that um, GOD continues to beat guys, I just keep wondering, like, well, who's next? Because it doesn't feel ever like there is anybody that's next mm-hmm. and um you know you can keep feeding guys to them but they need to establish somebody they just do like you know remember like the time like we used to complain about like uh how often we'd see them against like war, war machine,
0: machine and, and uh KES yeah ks and Dicozzi evil sonata and,
1: yeah, like w- y- you almost wish for those days Like they had a division at least somewhat And now it's like, who's in who's in the tag division?
0: Tenkozy
1: <laughs> Barely, barely. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. don't even know who's going to be in this world tag league Yeah, I do, it's going to be all the same guys That are in it every year Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah um, Really good tag match here uh, Wish I had a better finish But good stuff from uh, these guys
1: The only thing that's, that I will say is it plays into obviously what happened at Royal Quest with uh, Kenta and God helping him win the Never open way title, so he he repaid the favor. So there there are good storytelling elements there, and it does play into the you know the next uh, evening. So uh, even though in a vacuum it kind of brought the um, star quality of that individual match down from a storytelling element, it did make sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the whole story they've been telling since Kenta joined the Bullet Club was him kind of linking up with GOD. So, been carrying that story out throughout Royal Quest and now here and um, on to Kagoshima as well. So, then we have the main event of the evening for the Rev Pro British Heavyweight Championship as the champion Hiroshi Tanahashi defends against the challenger Zach Sabre Jr. Uh, these guys have been wrestling each other several times this year. Um, right now, in the going into this match, Tanahashi was leading the series 4-3 uh, Out of the seven matches they've had all together I believe this was their fourth match this year um, So just one of these matches that New Japan has just been killing this year
1: So they had the MSG match They had the uh, New Japan Cup match
0: And the G1 match and Or no Yeah, they had a G1 match
1: So they had an MSG match This is their fifth match this yeah. year fifth wow because think about they had a new japan cup match Mm -hmm. and then you said they had a g1 match yeah and they wrestled in england and they wrestled in madison square garden which we were there that's four. this is the fifth Fifth match match this year holy crap (laughs) and they'd only had three matches prior to that wow dang dang bro
0: (laughs) dang so yeah killing it this match killing it to death.
1: Kill, kill, killing it in what way? Killing it in like they're having great matches, so they're killing it. Or killing it like they're overdoing it. Because I, I, you know what? I, I'll just say it. I'm in the. I'm on the total opposite side. I think that I've loved this series.
0: I, I've I've loved their matches. I love this series, but it's just like I kind of wish there was some time to breathe between Royal Quest and this one.
1: That's true. That is something they don't usually do a lot of. Like yes, they do a lot of uh, rematches throughout. Calendar year in New mm-hmm. Japan, but not usually tour like on back to back tours like this. Um, why do you think that is? Do you think it has anything to do with what's going on with Tanahashi and his health? Could that be part of it?
0: I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just one of those things where, like, we talked about last week, they wanted to do the surprise title win in England and then you know, change some things up for the next tour. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. Well, we go into this. This is their uh, eighth match ever, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and it was a really great match. I, you know, as much as people complain how how much it happened in, in me complaining about the quickness, this was a great match. Honestly, I think this was one of their best matches that they've had together. Uh, telling just like, a great story. Actually, they've been kind of telling the same story in a lot of their matches, just with um, Tanahashi. Wanting to out wrestle Zack Sabre And I feel like they emphasize it more and more And more the more they wrestle And clearly in this match uh, Tanahashi was um, you know, Trying to out wrestle Sabre And I feel like his goal in this match He wanted to submit Zack Sabre Jr um, And I think it was kind of that You know kind of going away From the normal game plan And wanting to go for submission win Is what kind of um, got Tanahashi in trouble here
1: Yeah and you know what I it, Now that you say that it's funny Because I actually had almost sort of a different take My my take on it was Originally I was going to say that Stylistically the matches are, are similar But from a story standpoint they're all very Different they're wrestled different mm-hmm. You know different style uh, Same style but different stories You know yeah but once You started mentioning I think you're right The broad overarching story Is the idea that Tanahashi is trying to out-wrestle Sabre, although If you think about it though, Tanahashi had to Resort to the big impact moves And his finishers To win the title, you know, back in England, right um, So y- you might have Something there for sure um, I thought that I thought this match was great um, I rewatched it today because after, after I watched It, I thought it was really good, but I, I didn't feel like I was giving it full attention, so I kind of re- I listened to some reviews. I listened to some opinions. And I heard a, quite a few negative things about it. And so once I rewatched it, um, I was still pretty high on it. I do think that Zach did stall quite a bit in the early goings. And mm-hmm. I can see how that might have uh, detracted from some people's enjoyment. Especially if you're not a big fan of this style of wrestling. Because it's not everybody's cup of tea. But um, I, I don't know, man. I, I I think Tanahashi and Zach Saber are so good at Taking this style making it so interesting So entertaining everything they do Is crisp everything they do has meaning And you know builds Upon one another like they're They're just good wrestlers
0: right yeah They have great chemistry their matches are Laid together really well Um, Always have an excellent pace In all their matches great layout Um, Like I mentioned it's it's again great Chemistry they're able to call back you know one of the benefits of wrestling each other so many times this year, they're able to call back two spots in the previous matches, get some near falls, near submissions off of stuff like that. Um, and You know, the one key spot in this match where I kind of picked up, I felt like Tanahashi was kind of abandoning the game plan was um, towards the end where he hits the um, the sling blade. He goes up to the hot, the top, the high fly flow. He gets it to the back, mm. and normally he would go up to the top and try and hit it. Again. Again. But instead, he goes for the modified clover leaf yep. and, and tries to get the submission win um, instead of trying to hit that high fly flow and getting the win.
1: I thought about that too. I thought it was interesting that he didn't go to the top. But I just thought it was one of those stupid things like when somebody hits a finisher and then they pin the guy next to the rope. And I'm like, you know, come on, bro. You know, <laughs> you know that guy's foot's going to go on the ropes. Right. Like, I I just that's I just chalked up to that but you're right. There is a story element there Like he should have gone for another impact move, but instead he did go for a submission and um I don't know. Maybe it was just like his own hubris like he was trying to Put that feather in his cap being able to say like i've submitted this, you know wrestling you know submission master and like obviously he didn't
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, uh, saber was able to fight out of that boston crab which led to the kind of closing stretch there uh, Tanahashi going for a straight jacket German um, Sabre gets up counters out into a cradle They keep trading counters into a pin attempt Until Sabre finally gets uh, a banana split cradle and, To get the win there
1: Yeah, and the interesting there, and it was real notable Was, um, you know, all throughout the year Tanahashi has kind of been um, harkening back To a lot of like Fujinami's, uh, you know, maneuvers To kind of win especially we saw it during the new japan cup and and you know different things like that and then um At the end of this match he started trying to they were trying to both put on the uh, the uh What's it called the cobra twist which you know, that's essentially um Antonio noki's finishing hold And so I I think that like the idea that saber has talked about how like Saberism is like the top thing and you know, he is the, the guy that actually represents what Strong Style really is. Yeah. And, you know, Strong Style is dead, and now now it's Saberism. And then um, Tanahashi being the savior of New Japan and being that representative, uh, I think it was almost like a poetic thing that he was trying to put the Cobra twist on him. And I and it, it does hearken to the story that you were also mentioning of him wanting to win by submission. And then at the end of it, like, Saber's like, screw this, I'm not trying to go for a Cobra twist. He's like, eat this cradle, eat this... Uh, you know, banana split, one, two, three, and he was just so giddy. He's like the happiest little kid ever <laughs> that he regained his British heavyweight title. Um And I don't know, man. I, I, I get it. I know everyone was calling for him to win it. It makes sense. I'm not salty about it. I just wonder, like, why did you put the belt on Tanahashi in the first place? It, it seems like kind of like, actually... I got a problem with Gato. This is some WWE bullshit right here. <laughs> this is some WWE 50-50 booking. Not only is it 50-50, but think about this. This man Sabre lost in his hometown and then turns around and beats uh freaking um, Tanahashi. Tanahashi in Japan. That's some WWE <laughs> shit right there. That's not cool, Gato. Oh, man. Not feeling that.
0: Then we had the uh, Sabre post-match promo. Says he's planning on being an ex-prime minister And he also says that he wants to be The triple crown champion He wants to go into Wrestle Kingdom And win the IC <laughs> and IWGP title Be the first ever British IWGP champion So he's going to throw the IC title um, Into the river and yep. so, so yeah, so now we got a new name Throwing his name in the hat for this uh, title match
1: What do you think about all these guys that like Keep keep being like the IC title is worthless Let's throw it away
0: I don't know, maybe it's signs and that they're maybe they're gonna unify it or i don't know i
1: i think i think uh they need to start scripting these guys out a bit more
0: (laughs) you get some agents you get some
1: agents then you get some scripting because these guys are out here wilding yeah but yeah i thought this match was good i thought it was good
0: yeah i won uh four and a half stars on this uh
1: i think i'm like i think i was four and a half i think i'm Probably after rewatching it maybe like four and a quarter But still really really great match Uh,
0: We had a question here From Reddit user Zach Sabertime He says where would you rate that Awesome Saber Tanahashi match And he says "Um, I think it's easily their second best In their rivalry Um, I agree with you Zach Sabertime I definitely think this is one of their better matches To me it kind of leans On being probably one of the better Ones one of the best of the series
1: What do you think young boy Um, I don't know if I could totally agree with that. I mean obviously given the the rating I just gave it like four and a quarter there were some things that I kind of Felt about it. I I did think it was a bit slow in the beginning and I thought that there was a lot of stalling and Some of their other matches have had more of a surprise element and almost felt more important this even though the action was good it felt like you mentioned, there was not enough time for me to really get super excited about this because we're coming right off the the back of the, the match in England. And even when that match was announced, it was like, really, again? It was yeah. a little soon. Yeah. So it's like the fifth. It's hard for me to, it, it, no matter how good the match was, it's hard for me to feel like this was really one of their best matches when it's the fifth time we saw it this year. And I'm not usually one to complain about giving us. I mean, it's double-edged on the one hand. You don't want to complain too much because they're they're giving us a, an incredible main event time after time after time, but then you know sometimes too much of a good thing is too much of a good thing, and yeah. so um, I wish there was a little bit more breathing room um, with this. So I I don't think I would say that personally, but I thought it was still a fantastic match.
0: Yep. Uh, next question from Dan Coffin from the Wrestling Squared Circle how do you feel about Tanahashi losing the British Championship back to ZSJ so quickly? I think we kind of touched on that, but yeah, not a huge fan of this uh, of this booking. I wish that they would have at least given Tanahashi one successful title defense and maybe pushed this match off. Maybe do at King of Pro
1: Wrestling or I think what happened is um, Gato and uh, Tanahashi they caught wind of the business practices of Red Pro and the way they handle everything with their wrestlers and their referees and they're like we don't want to sell our hands with that let's get the belt <laughs> off tanahashi <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't we don't want to be associated with that no um i don't know i just thought it was strange you know um i mean i'm sure i'm sure at the end of the day is happy to have tanahashi as one of their in the lineage of their championship but uh i just don't know really what the point was i guess just Giving Tanahashi that big win in England, yeah, I
0: think it was just a moment. It's a moment, like, yeah. A surprise title they, they, they did it for a moment, yeah,
1: which was great. But long term, I guess it doesn't really mean much,
0: right? Especially to interrupt Saber's uh, super long title reign.
1: I mean, I don't know. They used to do that. Here's the funny thing: they used to do that with Ric Flair all the time. Like, if you really like do the math, Ric Flair was NWA champion for like almost ten years with like. He lost it like seven or eight times in that ten years, but if you really like do the math, I think he wasn't champion for like six months of the entire time. Mm. You know, like it was not very long. <laughs> like no one held that belt very long, so um, I, I it's, it's not a big deal.
0: Then we had a question from Muzza: Do you think we will see a rematch between Tana and ZSJ happening most likely at Rev Pro?
1: Hopefully, if they do, it'll be like in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, these, these guys do not need to wrestle each other again this year. If they're gonna have, if it's gonna happen anytime soon, it needs to be like further on next year. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't have them wrestle again until G one next year if they're gonna be in the same block.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. But who thanks, knows? Thanks for the memories. Yeah, we we like I'm. I'm ready for them to move on and wrestle other people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not me, it's you. <laughs> Let's wrestle other people. Yes. But uh, all right, that wraps up Beppu. Now we're going to move on to Kagoshima, where we had some more uh, Young Lions Cup action here. Uh, open things up here. Get my notes up real quick. Uh, here we go. Kagoshima opened up with uh, Yuyamura and Clark Connors. Going at it 9 minutes and 25 seconds With uh, Umora Finally picking up a big win here And I freaking Loved this match This is one of my favorite matches of the tournament Right next to Amina and, and Narita These guys had Were fired up Intensity Um Yumura was equaling the fire with Connors With the chops And these guys just went out here Worked, worked a pretty fast paced, Stiff strikes Obviously, you know, Umora was the underdog, not having any wins at all. Clark Connors, um, you know, LA Dojo, they've been kind of pushing him throughout this tournament and he's been looking great and Umora um, came from behind and got the, uh, big win with that over, um, double overhook belly to belly suplex and I just love the fire that these guys had in this match. It was a really good matchup.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit, uh. I think you did a fantastic job kind of like surmising what happened here. I was actually almost ready for Mewmore um, to maybe not even pick up a win till the end of the tournament, honestly, at this point. But, um, you know, they they have their booking. Gato has his methods. He needed to, you know, kind of balance some stuff out here. So it kind of makes sense why he had him go over Clark Connors. Uh, but, yeah, really enjoyable match. And, I mean, again, these young line matches, they've just been freaking awesome. Yeah, they, they, They're just awesome.
0: And uh, made a mistake there. He didn't. He didn't went off the belly to belly. He eventually got him in the Boston Crab there and uh, dragged him in the middle and got the submission win there. But yeah, great stuff from Umora and Connors. And then we move on to Ren Narita uh, taking on Michael Richards. Uh, Narita getting the win here with the Narita special suplex. Uh, once again, Narita getting a suplex on the bit on a bigger person than him.
1: And not only that, but like he pretty much dominated the match. Like. This is the closest thing I think we've seen in this tournament to a squash.
0: Mm, yeah, pretty much.
1: Pretty much. Yeah,
0: Richards didn't get much in. It was pretty much um, a highlight for Narita.
1: He got eaten alive, boys and girls.
0: <laughs> yep, so another good matchup there. So then we move on to the un- rest of the undercard. We had Nagata, Taguchi, and Umino versus, uh, and Yotosuji versus Nakanishi, Tohanare, Carl Fredericks, and Alex Coughlin. Uh, one thing that they've been kind of mentioning with Tor Hanare about him uh, – Going over to uh, Thailand and training Muay Thai, um, so I'm wondering where they're going to go with that.
1: I was training Muay Thai today. Yeah, because so I'm because I'm a legit shooter.
0: You maybe we can uh can we set up a fight you and uh Su- or no you and uh Tohanare?
1: Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: boy. come on man, gotta use those uh those fighting skills, Nacho. <laughs> But, yeah, this is a fine matchup here. We had uh, Nakanishi, Tohanare, Fredericks, and Coughlin getting the win here after uh, Toa hit the Toa bottom on Yotosuji. Then we had Ishii, Yoshihashi, Sho, and Yo taking on G.O.D., Follett, and Chase Owens. And a uh, surprising thing here, we had Yo cradling up uh, Tangaloa for the win here. So, Rapungi 3K, the junior tag team, pins the heavyweight tag team, the heavyweight tag team champions. And uh, GOD did not take this very lightly, attacking Yo post match. Uh, Tamatonga wore him out with the kendo stick. So, it looks like we could potentially be setting up another uh, Rapungi 3K GOD match.
1: I mean, I saw the first one in Dallas, I was there, and uh, I love Rapungi 3K, but they got worked, bro.
0: They did, but- they got worked bad. But maybe they're kind of trying to tell a, I uh, mean, you know, like a Will Ospreay-esque story here, where the more they wrestle heavyweights, the better they're getting, and there will be a better challenge the next time.
1: I don't like that. I don't like the way you're doing that. Like you're making it sound like, like New Japan books this stuff out and actually has intentions. They're just falling into this stuff. This is it's all coincidental. <laughs> There's no such thing as long-term booking, and that that that's some that's some bull crap that that New Japan fans just make up. It's not real. It's not real (laughs) No, yeah, actually, um, I mean All joking aside, do you think that this is an indication that that's where they're going? Do you think that Because we have seen Show and Yo pick up cradle wins in multiple matches over heavier opponents before
0: Right, especially during their run um, Didn't they have a never six-man run with them and Rocky?
1: Yeah I remember they they beat like I don't know if they won the titles I can't, I don't think they did But they were definitely like Like Facing a lot of guys,
0: right, and they're they're facing like a K S team that they were beating all time.
1: Yeah, it was K S and uh, um, what's Iska?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And remember, yeah, they pinned. It was it was Iska they pinned, right?
1: They pinned Iska a few times. Yeah,
0: so, so yeah, Rapungi three K have picked up heavyweight wins in the past, but um, yeah, I mean, like we mentioned earlier when we're talking about the Beppu matches, like what teams are left there? I mean. Ishi and Yoshiashi, Ishii and Yano like are you gonna run Those teams again or, I mean they're clearly having evil and sonata In singles roles right now like are you gonna well, put
1: them? Well we we were definitely d- Discussing you know The state of the heavyweight tag division So it would make sense why they might go to rapongi 3k um, um, Especially with them both coming off of Such strong showings During like the best of super juniors And the you know the J Cup. So that does kind of make sense. Um, it's just we've never, it, it seems like it kind of came from out of nowhere. Like, suddenly, they're, they're like back in July, they they couldn't hang with these guys, but suddenly, like, they pick up a surprise win, like, pinfall over the, you know, heavyweight tag team champions. Like, I don't know. Um, I'm sure the matches between them would be phenomenal, though, if, if they're allowed to, like, really give them some time. Give time. Then Dallas said they didn't
0: have. Uh, much time to work uh, sure
1: it's like six Minutes yeah
0: so yeah I think uh, you know A 15 minute match between both these teams Could be really great and, yeah I'm Curious to see maybe are they leading To a junior title tag Title versus heavyweight titles like or Pungy 3k eventually get the junior titles Back and then you do you know, Rapungi 3k versus G O D at, at Wrestle Kingdom for both the belts
1: I'm not that Hopeful I don't think they're gonna do anything <laughs> like that honestly But I wouldn't be surprised to see Rapungi 3k step up and challenge for the heavyweight belts, I mean that's happened before, we've seen it with the Bucks and different people like that um, So I mean I wouldn't be surprised, Do you did you feel like when G.O.D. were attacking Yo post-match that that was an indication that that might be where they're heading Or do you think it was just one of those random like, we're bad guys so we're going to beat you up
0: No, I think it's some indication into telling that story, they are getting some heat on Yo you know, I think they're just trying to get over how frustrating it it is for the heavyweight tag team, heavyweight tag team champions to lose to uh, juniors, which I thought they did a great job there. Uh, we had a question from Muzza. He says, "Do you see for Punky Three K challenging for the heavyweight tag team titles? That them being allowed to do more open weight clashes for heavyweight titles, i.e. the never belt heavyweight tag IC, etc. And would you want to see Punky Three K in both tag leagues?
1: Well." The never weight belt is an open weight belt, so, <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I see what you're saying. Like with you know maybe this would. I think we already saw the door for that kind of opened up this past year with um, with Will Osprey, obviously. Yeah, and uh, Shingo. Uh, but like with the icy title. No, the the IWGP belt. No, probably not. You know what I mean. Right. And actually. I kind of think that it's still going to be somewhat of an exclusive thing It's not like every junior can just step up and challenge a heavyweight. There is still that skill disparity there so Anytime they do bring up a a heavy or a junior to challenge win or loss that is an indicate an indication of their standing within the junior division usually meaning that they see them as stars or someone who has a sense of credibility behind them and um, you know Roppongi 3k could probably get beat pretty bad by god, but just the fact that the, that the company was behind them enough To even challenge is an indication of their standing within that junior division Um, but yeah, I would love to see them in both tag leagues. Honestly.
0: Yeah, we we need some we need something for these tag leagues Um, so then we move on to the next matchup here We have um, tanahashi makabe hanma and liger taking on suzuki-gun of saver suzuki Kanamaro, and doki and this match was just a wild and crazy brawl all throughout. Not much happened in the ring. And then uh, coming down, um, Suzuki um, pushes the ref down, hits the ref, um, hits Liger with a chair. They throw the match out, disqualification. Um, and then Suzuki continues to go after the mask. And then he finally, um, he, he unmasks Liger. Young Lions run in to cover him up. Um, he's. Biting on Liger's mask and in his, his mouth, holding it like you know, like he just like ripped the head off of something, um, and kind of smiling and laughing.
1: Did you see his uh, his Instagram today? No. Uh, he had the he had that mask, and uh, <laughs> it's on the ground. And then he's wearing his wrestling boots, and he's like just about he's like hold hovering his foot above it, like he's gonna step on it, and, and like the caption just says "Pray." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, man and uh, Liger, you know, eventually kind of comes to gets on the mic and um, says that Suzuki has crossed the line. Heated, and he, yeah, vows to get his revenge. Yeah, Liger sounds really heated with these promos he had both nights, and you know the crowd was in absolute shock with Liger's mask coming off. And
1: Bro, are we yeah. gonna see and Liger versus Minoru Suzuki?
0: I think we are.
1: Do you really? You think so? Yeah. For his first final match, I don't know. That's crazy sounding.
0: I mean, the idea of Liger versus Suzuki was crazy sounding until they started doing this.
1: I was, I thought, I was pretty convinced we were getting it. It's like so much, I thought we were getting it like way earlier in the year, and it never happened. I anymore. mean,
0: before, but I'm saying like before they even started teasing this, like I wouldn't like after Tokyo Dome, I would have never been like, oh, we're gonna they're gonna start a Liger and Suzuki feud this year.
1: I wouldn't have expected it, but I also. I don't know, just because I saw that, like, Pancras match and, you know, all the stuff with it back then, it wasn't too surprising. But, um, yeah, I mean, these guys have done a fantastic job building it up. Even the the post-show uh, promos that they've been doing, talking about the history between them and, you know, um, even, like, Liger's talking about the training he's been doing in yeah. preparation for yeah. this. Yeah,
0: he's like, Suzuki's going to be surprised, like, I'm bigger, stronger now.
1: yeah. Yeah, so I'm all about that stuff Like I'm pretty happy about it So yeah, I can't wait
0: <laughs> It's great stuff Whenever yeah. it
1: happens I don't even know when it when that will be Yeah, I mean
0: We got we got King of Wrestling coming around the corner Or they can just save it for the dome I mean, they've held it off this long They could just can continue to hold it off And do it in the dome uh, Then we had um, Okada, Goto, and Rocky Romero Defeating the team of Sonata, Shingo, and Bushi Okada uh, hits the Rainmaker on Bushi to get the win there. Like all multi man Lij matches, really good stuff here. The Shingo and Goto interactions were great yeah, here. Yeah, they
1: especially like stood out.
0: Yeah, so we're re- looking forward to that matchup uh, next weekend in uh, Kobe. Uh, then we had Naito and Evil defeating the team of Jay White and Yujiro Takahashi. Evil hits the everything is Evil on Chase or me on Yujiro Takahashi. To get the win there um, And then post match we had um, Naito he was going to Hit a try to hit a destino On Jay White but Jay White did his You know his uh, signature kind of Drop down to uh, block a signature Move and then Naito Was you mean,
1: uh, you mean Kenny's signature
0: <laughs> Well Kenny did it out of Exhaustion Jay does it because he's a douchebag That's true <laughs> um, And then Jay was offering the, uh, the L.I.J. fist bump while he's on his knees And Ninetales like, no, nah, you got you gotta stand up if you want to get the fist bump and then Jay low blowed him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Like, I don't get it.
0: Am I alone in this? I, honestly, I haven't seen much people that have been hyped for this. So Shh. I'm not hyped for it. I don't think majority of people are really hyped for it. Like I said earlier, man, I think um, people are just worried that Naito is losing this belt, man. Jay White Strap, yeah, Jay White Strap next next weekend <laughs> could could be a, a real possibility. Oh man! Like I I've learned to never count Jay White out in a big match situation. So, we'll 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 see what happens there. Um, then we move on to the semi-main event of the evening. We have the I W G P Junior Tag Team Championship on the line. As the champions, ELP, El and the Bone Soldier, Taiji Ishimori Take on the Birds of Prey, Will Osprey and Robbie Eagles I thought this match was great What do you think, young boy?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really good uh, It took a little while I mean, they, they were given a lot of time Like, a lot of time I mean, how long was... It felt long, it was like 20, it 20 minutes more You
0: went uh, 23 minutes and 10 seconds Yeah, they
1: had a lot of time um, in the early goings of the match there was definitely it just it took, i don't know there was a lot of that like bullet club shenanigans the raking and yeah all that the sort door, of the stuff. The top
0: rope you know back raking the the crotch uh uh double um jump up in the corner
1: And that stuffs fine um but once once it got going it really got going and um this was super athletic like especially, like, everybody everybody was really impressive here, but especially some of the double-team uh, maneuvers that uh, Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay were were busting out. Even um, El Phantasmo, he did that one um, springboard moonsault to the outside, which was oh, pretty crazy. Oh, yeah, it
0: was crazy. Yeah, him and Ishimori had some great double-teams, too. They have yeah. a, a spot they've been doing all their matches where it's a code-breaker into the BME, the best moonsault ever ever. Uh, that's a great combo there And yeah El Fantasma was just diving all over the place All four of these guys were diving all over the place um, There was a spot where um, Osprey and um, And Eagles I thought they were going to do a cross slash but they, they did like, I thought they were
1: doing a cross slash too <laughs> they,
0: like a cro- they crossed each other and did like flip dives To the outside on Ishimori and ELP
1: uh, That was like To me the moment of the match Yeah th- that was awesome uh, th- It was really good The only thing is um, Well there's a couple things they're, they had a really good promo video, a really good promo video kind of detailing the history between Eagles and Osprey and the whole Bullet Club thing and then, you know, El Phantasmo coming in and, you know, the, the beef between Eagles and him and Ishimori and then the stuff that happened in Australia and, you know, the the, the redemption of Robbie Eagles and then all the stuff that happened at Jacob. So it's like this is a really long-term built up storyline you know what i mean like there's yeah. a, there's a lot of history here and um if you're watching the match if you want my one criticism you wouldn't know that hardly mm. at all there's very little callbacks very few like this was a super spot fest and I, we love spot fest and mm. i'm not i'm not complaining about that but like there was very little to like build off of what has happened to where this felt like anything more than just your, your junior tag team spot fest You know what I mean granted it was a really High like it was a very high level one Because of the, the level of workers that were There and the amount of time they're given but I mean I didn't feel like they were doing a lot with The story honestly
0: right Well I mean you had you had um, you know Osprey and Eagles both kind of wanted to get revenge Especially after what happened in the Super J cup um, so Those guys were just kind of out to win and just beat Those guys
1: I, Yeah I get that but even that didn't Come across to me too much you know what um, I mean, the one guy that everyone was fantastic. I think the star of the match was Robbie Eagles. Yes, and yeah, let's talk
0: about Eagles for a second, man. Because here's a guy that we were kind of like lukewarm on. Yeah, uh, during the Super Junior Tag League, and he's fantastic. Yeah, dude, he's so much better as a baby face. He's
1: he's a fantastic. Like
0: baby I don't face. know what they were doing making him a heel. Like he's a perfect baby face. He's great at selling. His facial expressions are great. Um his his high flying moves Are awesome the way he targets the leg Does the 450 on the leg the uh The raw metal special he has a lot of really cool moves This guy's a great face
1: yeah the, the Leg work that he did to um To ishimori and then later in the match To phantasmo and the near falls he got Off of that stuff that was really Fantastic and it like he was like kind Of making his last stand uh Towards the end of this match on his own and That was a great that was an excellent Moment um and I get what you're saying, like, you know, these, these baby faces were angry with the heels and they wanted their comeuppance, but, you know, I'm not a big fan of the melodrama when it comes to wrestling, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. this almost seems backwards for me to be saying this, but sometimes when the moment is right, you kind of need a little bit of that, you know what I mean? And there was almost none of that. Like, if, if you hadn't, like, let's say if you, ne- you hadn't seen that uh, video wouldn't know there would be no indication of like a past story between these guys really it just it, this came off like to me like you could have seen this in a PWG does that make sense yeah and I feel like that they built this up for too long now I don't think that this is the final blow off obviously but um, I just wish that they I think that they had an opportunity to kind of build off of what they've done and I don't think they were capitalizing on that enough I think that they're they were missing out on a opportunity a bit with that. Honestly, a little bit
0: gotcha yeah i guess i i guess I was too enamored with the moves to really kind of pick up with
1: that i just see see jeremy the thing with wrestling it's not all about the moves i know
0: i i i i'm, I'm a uh, believer in rich lattice pro wrestling um which is uh flips dives <laughs> uh, v triggers super kicks <laughs> all, all the high spots. Uh, so I'm all about that. So,
1: but the match was excellent. I yeah,
0: mean, I I loved this man. I was four and a half on this thing.
1: Oh, what? That's hot. that's kind of high,
0: dude. I really love this match. Four man. and a half? Yeah, man. Oh my god! No,
1: <laughs> I wasn't that high.
0: I know. I know. A lot of people were. I don't know, it's gonna be all over the board. I've been seeing ratings right between between four, or four and a half. Um, but yeah. I, I wrestling, really
1: wrestling so subjective like if you want my opinion like for instance like the last like junior tag that I remember being like four and a half was like the Bucks and rapongi 3k mm-hmm. And I loved that match and I, I can't put this in that kind of category, but this this was a excellent. I mean It was an excellent match. I don't know. I, I'd probably go close to four I would actually rate this a little bit higher than the tag match from the night before because it's so hard to compete with this sort of this kind of level of athleticism mm-hmm. but as a match and something that i actually enjoyed i think i did like the match from the night before better and if it hadn't had that terrible well i wouldn't even call it terrible but if it hadn't had flat. that that flat finish at the end i actually would have said that was the better match but uh t- you know that th- these are both um in a nutshell these kind of encapsulate The difference between the heavyweight and the junior tag divisions And the styles between them Like literally right there in a nutshell You can kind of compare the current state of of New Japan's tag team divisions
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, I thought they did a great job um, Teasing uh, a potential title change here in this matchup here Uh, But eventually it came down to the end Where uh, Robbie Eagles gets hit with the bloody cross And the CR2 and Elvin Henzo pins Eagles Phantasmo and Ishimori Retain the junior tag team titles And then uh, post match um, ELP gets on the mic Says that um, he's planning on completing The trifecta when he challenges Will Ospreay at King of Pro Wrestling For the junior heavyweight championship So looking forward to that Rematch there Match of the night easily yes. Um, and then we move on to the main event Of the evening We had the hometown boy the G1 winner, the Golden Star, Kota Ibushi, defending his right to challenge for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at Wrestle Kingdom 14 against Kenta. And uh, we had this match uh, kicking off with uh, Kenta uh, bum rushing. Uh, Ibushi hits him with the briefcase, destroys the briefcase. Uh, gets on the mic saying that uh, He now owns this briefcase And he's going to remodel it in Bullet Club colors um, and Then we kind of had a Long spot of um, Red shoes Checking on Ibushi, calling in Doctors, doctors checking on Abushi.
1: This kind of reminded me of that match uh, From New Beginning This past year with uh, Naito and um, Taichi mm. Remember? Yeah,
0: where Taichi like blitzed him, and they were kind of like checking on Naito. Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know if this was quite that long, but it felt similar.
0: Yeah, it was it was, it was quite a while. Um, and then finally, you know, Abushi's like, "Yeah, I'm good to go." Doctor clears for the match to start. Bell rings. Kenta hits up a psycho knee right off the bell. Yep, for I, a I, crazy bro, bro, near fall. Bro,
1: I thought he lost. I thought <laughs> I thought he, I thought he <laughs> lost.
0: Yeah, that was a really close near fall. Um, but overall,
1: you know. This match is just, it just was all right. Uh, Kenta, Kenta controlled most of the match. It was him cutting off uh, Kota Ibushi all throughout. I mean, it, it definitely played off of their match that they had back in uh, Dallas in July. And during that match, you know, the majority of it was controlled by Kenta as well. The big difference here was Kenta was using nefarious means to keep uh, Kota Ibushi down. Lots of outside, you know, aggressive maneuvers, using the guardrails, using shortcuts, a lot of cheating, a lot of uh, underhanded tactics. Um, But and, you know, I thought Kenta looked pretty good, to be honest with you. And I thought he did a great job playing up to the crowd. But just the pacing, the timing of the match, it kind of lacked the buzz that we had for that match in July. That match in July, we were like, oh, my God, dream match. Kenta's back. In, on this match, I was kind of like, Kenta's not winning. So I think that this is their way of, like, keep... Because they don't... They kind of booked themselves in the corner and the fact that, like, Kenta had to lose. Mm-hmm. But they weren't ready for Kenta to lose a, another high-profile match like this. So I think that they just had him get, like, 95% of the offense so that he could, like, I don't know, in their minds, make him look stronger, but... Ultimately, like he still lost. He still ate those (laughs) kamigoyas. Yeah, I don't know. Like, does that make you look strong if you if you beat the other guy up for the majority of the the fight and you can't put him away and you
0: no, makes you look like a geek. Like you you were winning and then you lost. Yeah, (laughs) like I don't know. It's like it's like a football game. You could be like winning like the first three quarters and the team comes back and wins. Like that looks bad on you. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I I think I kind of agree with that. Yeah. So and it. It just wasn't very exciting Is Ultimately Like It just kind of didn't click There was it, The match had it's moments This was by no means Like a bad match But it also wasn't A great match
0: Right And From a New Japan main event
1: It's one of the lower ones This year Yeah but then again, it's Destruction Tour, so it doesn't matter.
0: Hey, Destruction <laughs> Tour, we had Kenny and uh, Ishii last year.
1: Yeah, but that was like one of the, the <laughs> that was one of the real Destruction <laughs> shows. This this one it feels like an in between thing. Like it's not even that real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Honestly, man, this you know what this match felt like to me. This felt like 2006 John Cena match. Him versus like the Great Khali or Umaga or somebody where. He's literally just getting beat up the whole match, trying to get simpy on him. And then finally he he hulks up. He uh, super Cena's up, comes back, and wins.
1: I mean, bro, when we were watching it, I was like, is this not a Hulk Hogan? Like, this is like an 85 Boston Garden match. Like, yeah. you know, this is him versus, like, Kamala, the Ugandan Giant, or something like that. <laughs> like, this guy's, this guy's just taking all the offense. And, you know, the only thing is, Kenta really didn't ever hulk up. We never got Murta Kota. He just kind of, like... Caught this guy and Kamigoyed him a couple times and pinned him Yeah And and you know what else? I don't think Ibushi looked very great in this match either So to me, like I don't think it did a favor for either guy Yeah Really um, It was sort of like just something that happened Something that was there And um, You know, like it, it, it just happened and now we're moving on And I don't really know what the point of this was uh, although you know Abushi did cut a pretty good promo at the end of it, and maybe that saved things a bit. Yeah.
0: Um before we get to that promo, we also had um GOD interference again, continuing the kind of the story that GOD and kenta are helping each other out in the matches. Yeah, I
1: forgot that even happened. Like we I was I was content to like finish this uh, this this portion of the review <laughs> and move on. I forgot that I forgot that. that Yeah, and when that happened, I was like, man, there's a lot of Tom Fury.
0: Yeah, they they hit the magic killer on Abushi then they look for the super power bomb, and then Ishii and Yoshihashi make the save. Um and then Abushi uh, and Kenta kinda trade strikes. Um Kenta hits a PK for a near fall. Kenta hits a Kamagoya of his own for a near fall. Abushi counts to go to sleep, hits a B trigger and two Kamagoye's to get the win. Yep. Isn't it, <laughs> Isn't it funny that uh Ishii and Yoshihashi these chaos guys come out and save a non-chaos member so quickly But other times the chaos guy will be getting jumped and they're nowhere to be found
1: I thought you know, I thought about that, but then I just explained it away I, I melt explained it to myself in my head and I was just like well Kind of makes sense because they're feuding with them. They're probably trying to come up in But yeah, no. Well, absolutely. actually <laughs> Well, actually
0: um so yeah, so that was the end of that matchup there Then uh, before Abushi could utter a word for his promo We had Evil appearing on stage then he makes his way down to the ring And he challenges Ibushi for the G1 briefcase I'm assuming that will happen at King of Pro Wrestling
1: What were your, I mean obviously you called it last week When you mentioned that the reason that Evil keeps picking up wins Is to probably set up a, a you know uh, shot at the briefcase for evil But I mean what did you what, what were your thoughts when he came out Did you feel any like excitement
0: I mean I was just like I knew it like <laughs> He he was picking up you know wins this whole tour I'm like that's what they're, they're heating him up for So I'm like, when he came out I was like oh that's what I expected
1: Well did you think that the crowd's reaction to this was um You know excitement or I mean like did they seem really into it Or kind of indifferent
0: uh, honestly, I don't even know because like I saw Evil come out and then I was like trying to finish up the rundown, like start getting stuff ready for the show. Like I knew Evil was going to come out and challenge him, so I really didn't pay like close attention to kind of how the crowd reacted to it. To be honest, um, but I mean the crowds, you know, New Japan fans loves Evil and um, Evil and Ibushi have had some good matches in the past before, so should be a good match to have it on King of Pro Wrestling, which is already shaping up to look like a pretty good uh, card. So what are you what are you thinking?
1: Um, well, I actually missed that portion. I came out during the, uh, once he was doing the promo. And so I actually didn't see the portion where he came out. So I was kind of actually more, it wasn't even so much for the show or for you guys, the listeners more for me. I, I just want to get the consensus, what, what people are thinking here. I, I don't see myself being very excited about this, but then again, I'm notorious for not being super high and evil. And I know that he has his fans and he has his supporters um, and it seemed to me that everyone seemed to be much higher on that match during the G1 than I was. I just thought it was okay. Like I thought the match was I, right, but I remember people loving that match. And I was just like, ah.
0: yeah, I thought the, the match was pretty good.
1: I thought it was yeah, I mean, it's the G1.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have a question here from Muzzle. He says, "Do you feel that Kenta has been a bit of a flop so far? Disappointing matches with EG?" You're, you're a bit of a flop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: he said uh, So far disappointing matches with Ishii And Ibushi With the possibility of Evil versus Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom If both win Can you see those two facing off in the future In the main event of a pay-per-view well, First of all let's talk about Kenta Do you think he's been a flop? No Yeah I don't I mean with with Ishii He, he got his bell rung like that match. That match was good. Yeah, I thought a lot of people were down that match. I thought the match was really good, and obviously, until Kenta got his bell rung. If he was didn't get you know concussed, well, I guess not concussed, but knocked loopy, Knock, whatever. Psh, psh,
1: he got concussed. <laughs>
0: um, I think I think that match would have you know been better than what people thought it was going to be. Uh, and as far as this Abushi match here, I mean the Abushi match in Dallas uh, was really good. It was a great match, um, and obviously here. Kind of like what you mentioned like they're Kind of booked themselves into a corner You have the new never champion You're trying to push him to look strong but Then also you have to push Abushi to look strong But
1: nothing nothing about those Abushi Matches lead me to believe that they Couldn't have like a fantastic match mm-hmm. This is just they're telling weird Stories this was an odd layout like and, and and the other match had an odd layout like They chose to wrestle these matches in This very particular way mm-hmm. I, They didn't have to do that Um but no, man. I don't think he's a he's a flop. Like he's one of the most talked about guys, and most from what I've seen, like people are talking about him, the stories are revolving around him. He's got a pretty prominent role. Like um, I wouldn't even call those matches disappointing. Like yeah, yeah, the Abushi match wasn't like the highest rated match I've ever seen in my life, and there were some people who didn't like love the uh, the ECE match, but I mean, I. I I don't know, disappointing that seems a, that seems a little a little crazy. Especially
0: man. with all the other great matches he had in G1.
1: Yeah. People act like he didn't have a good G1 or something like this guy had a fantastic G1. Yeah.
0: Pick. So,
1: I don't know. I I think and and you know what? I think what he's doing as a character right now is way more interesting than anything he's done in the last 5 years of his entire career. So, no, I don't think it's a flop. <laughs> and I think they're I think they're going to draw money with him.
0: Yeah. I think so too.
1: So yeah
0: and Then uh, the Evil and Sonata questions Do we think that we could see Evil and Sonata Facing off at the main event of a big show
1: With the possibility of Evil versus Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom At both win can you see these two facing off in the future In the main event of a Why would Evil and Sonata face off at Wrestle Kingdom
0: Because Evil could beat Ibushi for the contract Sonata could beat Okada uh, For the title And then that would give you a Um, Sonata Evil
1: That would never happen (laughs) That would never ever ever happen That wouldn't draw Yeah (laughs) They would never do that Oh my god can you imagine like going from like Years where they've had like Kenny and Okada You know Jericho and Kenny You know Naito and and Okada And then they're like this year we're giving you Evil Sonata What the the guys that won the tag titles The last two years in a row Come on dog Yeah They're not doing that um,
0: But do you think These guys could face off In a, on, in a main event Of like a d- destruction Or
1: yeah. yeah I could totally see them Facing New off New beginning I could totally see them Facing off In the main event Of a destruction Hino Kuni, Sure Yeah King of Pro Wrestling Heck no
0: <laughs> Maybe Maybe a G1 show In one of their hometowns Like
1: night Night Like eight <laughs> <laughs> 911.
0: Uh, 11 yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I think both of these guys, I mean, they've done a great job with Sonata. Evil has kind of been in the on the back burner. But
1: you know what? This this is probably one of those things that's gonna age terribly. They probably will end up like being in a huge spot once like is broken up and they'll be big stars and it'll draw money and someone's gonna pull this clip and be like and I'm no. gonna be like, Yeah, these guys might I, I could see them like On a road to show
0: (laughs) No, by by the time that happens Nobody's going to remember this episode
1: That's because this show's going to not exist anymore, sir It's going to be dead Wow (laughs) (laughs) Um, You ever think about that? How long are we going to do this show? Forever? Forever
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man Yeah, man, I'm planning to be Dave Meltzer, man We're going to
1: be the number one New Japan podcast Just by like Default like th- just sheer Force of will longevity like we're Playing the long game yeah like 15 years from now when we're still doing it of course We're gonna be the best because we're gonna be the only Ones that like are still doing it
0: yeah David will be retired by the <laughs> <laughs> So yeah we'll, we'll have Damon like do guest Spots on here <laughs>
1: We'll bring on like WH Park every once In a while yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah so That's um, Destruction in Kagoshima and what a night
1: what a night! <laughs> I, I liked the, I liked uh, Bebu better.
0: I did as well, yeah. So uh, we have some more Young Lion matches coming up, Young Lion Cup matches coming up this week. Um, once again, these matches will all be video on demand, um, no commentary, mm-hmm. and they will not be uploading the rest of the uh, Row Two card. So you just got to worry about watching the Young Lion matches on September eighteenth. We have Narita versus Umora. That should be one to keep your eyes out. We also have Connors and Coughlin. That should be another uh, great matchup there. Then on September 19th, we have Umino versus Suji and Fredericks versus Richards. And then on September 20th, we have Mora versus Coughlin and Suji versus Richards. And that brings us to Destruction in Kobe, which will be happening uh, next Sunday, September 22nd. Do some uh quick predictions here for this card. So on this card it's gonna open up with Yumura, Suji, and Nagata versus Richards, Coughlin and Nakanishi.
1: Yep. So um that should be pretty enjoyable. I I I don't know. It it it's it's another um New Japan dads mixing up with uh Young Lions I mean those are always good
0: Yeah I I think uh, Nagata getting the win On Richards would make the most sense here
1: Yeah I'll just go with the Nagata team because it's Nagata
0: Yeah and then we will have um, The two Final matches of the Young Lions Cup we will have Shota Umino versus Carl Fredericks and we will have Ren Narita versus Clark Connors So at this time um, We have Fredericks Umino and Narita all four and one with Eight points Clark Connors uh, three and two with six points um, so we'll see what happens this week based off the young lines but um, clearly it looks like the kind of these are kind of like the the final matches here that you know the winners going to come out of one of these matches here
1: I feel pretty confident this is my official prediction I think Narita's losing the Connors so that they can kind of end up with similar point totals. And then in the finals, Umino will beat Fredericks, and he will become the uh, Young Lion Cup winner 2019.
0: Well, here's the weird thing. So, well, based off of the card on NJPW1972.com, the Umino-Fredericks matches first.
1: I know. But I, I, I think that might get switched
0: around.
1: Mm. I have a weird feeling that that's not... The correct order
0: gotcha those two will be Flip-flop you think
1: that's my prediction But I mean I don't know for sure but I I Still think Umino's beating Fredericks
0: Yeah because I mean I
1: I don't think I don't think Connors and Rita are winning This like I don't I don't care if They're like in the actual main event of the actual Show I still don't think they're winning like To me it comes down to Umino Fredericks and I might be wrong but I think Umino's Winning for a while I thought it was gonna be Fredericks but I've changed my mind I've made a I made a concise decision. It's Umino. Mm.
0: I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I could be swayed either way. But um, for I
1: uh, think it's uh, these L A Dojo boys
0: for uh, entertainment purposes. I'm gonna go with uh, Carl Fredericks getting the win and winning the overall um, Young Lions Cup.
1: Why don't you just be a real contrarian go with Connors? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: contrarians are elsewhere on the internet, sir. Uh, not here on this podcast network um,
1: No, we definitely have contrarians on this podcast network <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, But, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to go with Fredericks I mean, I, I don't know, part of me kind of wants to do the real the real wild card And go Narita, getting the win
1: I would love it if it was Narita
0: Yeah but I'll I, mark
1: so much harder if it's Narita than anybody else
0: Yeah, but I, I think I'm going to go with uh, Fredericks All right. To be our uh, 12th Young Lion Cup champion
1: all right, you can be wrong, but that's all right.
0: <laughs> hey, if, if I'm wrong, just remember my predictions are for EPO entertainment purposes only. And if I'm right, then I'm just I'm just right. Um,
1: you know, week to week, I don't even remember what I predict. Honestly, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like watching this sh-
1: we need to do a better job like in the like next year We need to write this stuff down and keep track of it because I don't know what we predict Yeah,
0: like I'm oh, oh, watching the show. I'm like, what did I say again? Like I don't, I don't even know. remember <laughs> I don't uh, But I know somebody else is like probably like keep it like tally and like keep it track like oh
1: I only remember when the match matters and on this tour like
0: not much matters. Not much has mattered. Yeah, yeah uh, then we got Hanare, Hanma And Makabe versus Chase Yudro and Fale I think that's uh, Hanma I'll just
1: go Bullet Club Yeah,
0: Hanma eating the a pin there Then we got uh, Rocky, Tiger Mask and Liger And Tanahashi versus Suzuki Sabre, Doki and Kanamaru. I
1: don't know, Are we going to another No decision another
0: Yeah, we could get another uh, DQ uh, Win for Liger's team
1: I'll just predict a DQ I'm just going to predict it, DQ
0: Okay, uh, I'm gonna predict uh, Tanahashi uh, pinning Doki.
1: Okay, that's fine. Are you happy Doki's back? I I mean he's been fun. That's like, your boy though.
0: That's not not my boy. I mean,
1: <laughs> that's your boy. <laughs> uh, he's
0: been fun. I mean he's done his role perfectly fine on this tour, eating pins, being sleazy, like being fucking awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Much rather Desperado But Gotta do what you gotta do I guess uh, Or as Vintic Man would say It is What it is um, But uh, moving on We have uh, Birds of Prey Yoshihashi Ishii And Ibushi Versus G.O.D. Ishimori E.L.P. And Kenta
1: Nice uh, Bullet uh, Club Versus Chaos Yeah All of Chaos well, Chaos and Ibushi so All five members of Chaos <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know I go
0: Bullet Club again I'll just
1: go Bullet Club Yeah, yeah. Heat <laughs> We're booking this like like We're booking this like It's a Class uh, of champions like it's, <laughs> Yeah like it's a WWE pay-per-view Heat brother
0: Put all the heels over Yeah um, Then we have Shoyo and Okada Versus Bushi Evil and Sonata uh, I'll go with Okada Pinning Bushi
1: yeah, I'm just going to go with the Okada team because it's Okada I don't know
0: <laughs> Then we got our two big matches for this show We have Goto Versus Shingo Shingo baby it, I, I want Shingo to win but I, I'm just afraid That there might be some 50-50 booking
1: Now listen Goto a geek the, the, the G in Goto stands <laughs> for, for geek <laughs> Shingo all the way
0: Right, yeah, I'm going to go Shingo
1: <laughs> All I had to do was say like an alliteration And it got you to like <laughs> agree with
0: me. Yeah This match, this match is going to be awesome This could be a, a strong style five of the year candidate But yeah, I definitely want Shingo to win And kind of work its way up the ladder there
1: Speaking of award seasons We probably need to like start compiling
0: Yeah, I, I cloned I Yeah, I cloned over the document for this year So yeah, eventually we got to fill that out And start putting that together I'll Figure it out Yeah
1: We'll get it together for you guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm actually kind of looking forward to like the finished product and seeing what how everything stacks up compared to last year.
1: It's gonna be better because there's no elite.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: there's no Kenny. <laughs> don't
0: don't be one of these Bro, guys. Kenny
1: Kenny gonna win match of the year. He only had one match this year. <laughs>
0: he could, he could, dude. Omega Tanahashi was. F- Amazing.
1: Kenny Omega is gonna win. He's gonna continue to win awards in in New <laughs> Japan. Not even be part of the company.
0: <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know. Shingo and uh, Osprey is gonna give it a run for the money. You don't think so?
1: Nah. My match of the year is a uh, Abushi and Jay White.
0: That's another match uh, that, uh, that I can give it. I don't know. There's gonna be a lot of we uh, got some tough choices to make for uh, match of the year. Yeah. Um, then the main event, we have uh, the IC title match With Naito defending against Switchblade Jay White
1: I don't know, I don't know man um,
0: You know what, I'll, I'll be the one I, I'm I, I, going Jay White I, dang, That's
1: what I was gonna I'm <laughs>
0: going to do I'm, I'm going to uh, annoy all of our LHA listeners uh, I, I'm going to go with Jay White There's been too many times on this show where I've said Jay White's gonna eat a pinfall In this match and what happens Blade Runner one, two, three. This man Jay White always wins Anytime I predict him to lose So I'm going with Jay White
1: <sighs> I just like I kind of feel like okay Naito retains Okay Tokyo Dome's a long way away What what next Who is he defending at King of Pro Wrestling? He doesn't have matches lined up. Right. I don't have a feeling in my my gut that he's going to carry this belt all the way to the Tokyo Dome. Now, I still think that if they do this double title thing, he'll be involved in some way. I don't know if he'll be in that main match on January 5th. But January 4th, he'll be in the picture. But I don't know if he's going to be holding the title. I've got a feeling he's losing the belt here to Jay White. Yeah, I think you mentioned.
0: Um, I forget when, when we were talking about this, but you were thinking that Naito could go in. You know,
1: I, I think he could go in and win both belts. Right, like on he two consecutive comes in nights. completely underdog,
0: no belts, yep. and he walks in um, both nights and wins both matches.
1: I kind of think that's what they might do. Um, yeah, I'm going Jay White, man. Yep. And I I don't have high expectations for the for the quality of this match either. Like I'm not very excited for it.
0: Yeah, uh, Goto and Chingo, I feel is going to blow it out the water.
1: I hope Naito and Jay White surprise me the same way that Abushi and Jay White did. You know? Yeah. Because I wasn't excited for that either, and it's it was so fantastic. But um, their match during G1 was to me was just okay.
0: Yeah, it's just it was kind of mid.
1: Nothing. Yeah, it was super mid, <laughs> fire mid. Uh, so, yeah. It, it nothing about it really made me. Want to see them wrestle again And this whole build has been Extremely weak Um, Yeah
0: yeah. I have a question here from Reddit user IV5277 Are we overestimating Naito's Double champion prediction at Wrestle Kingdom Also what is a NJ, NJPW history factoid Every fan should know
1: Oh uh, Jeremy I wish you would prepare me for this so That way I could like had a factoid <laughs> ready to go I, I don't I don't what's a factoid oh, God I don't know um okay Alright when, when he says Overestimating Naito's double champion Prediction what, what do you think that means
0: Like are we I don't know are people kind of Over exaggerating it maybe Or are people like too, too locked in on it happening
1: For him or just in general Maybe for him I don't I think people are Not I think people are underestimating It
0: like the Chances of it happening
1: I think there's a large contingency of people that I keep hearing that are like, that don't even think that there's going to be like two, like uh, this mini tournament happening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though to me, it seems like the, the facts are all right there. Like you have multiple people talking about it multiple times. Abushi at the end of this night, cut a promo talking about how that's what he wanted to do. The, the night before Zach Saber mentioned how that's something he wanted to do. Even during the, um, the, uh, the VTR video, they showed a picture of the IC belt and the IWGB belt side by side like it's very clear that they are building to this yeah in a very tangible way um and i think i don't know i don't understand the context of this question specifically i'm wondering if what they mean is like are we putting too many too much stock in him talking about it when there isn't even going to be a double title match at all mm. but i think very clearly they're building to to right win. but i feel like
0: a lot of people have been buying into the fact that there is going to be a double champion match. Maybe. Yeah. So, um,
1: but I, I'm wondering if his question is que- if if this question is in fact questioning that. Yeah. Or I don't know if what he or maybe the other thing he's saying is, are people overestimating Naito because they think he's like a lock to win it? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's the case either. Honestly, I I don't know what people's opinions are. I'm. I think that if they do this, it makes the most sense from a story perspective to do Naito. But, you know, I've been saying that for two years, and it just keeps not happening. So <laughs> so what do I know? Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. Um, and then have you thought about a, a New Japan history fact?
1: No, you have to answer this, too. You don't, every, have, you every, don't, <laughs> you don't get a pass it off on me. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you got a factoid? <laughs> what do you think about this prediction stuff?
0: About the the champion, the yeah. uh, I mean, I think clearly it's gonna happen based on everything they're doing. Um, I mean, if if any times in the time like Naito, if they're gonna put, put the belt on Naito, this needs to be it. Um, and again, I kind of like your booking of him going in without a belt and then walking out with both belts. Um, yeah, and it was very interesting too that on Abushi's um, briefcase that they have just January fourth. Which makes you lean into that there's going to have be an IWGP title match the first night. You would definitely think there's going to be one the second night um, with it being following. So I definitely think it's going to happen. Then you got Sabre now mentioning wanting to be the Triple Crown champion. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I mean, like you said, we both predicted Naito to win in G1. Didn't happen. I would think that they didn't do that so we can get this big moment here. But if not, then I'm thinking maybe Ibushi wins it all. Possibly, yeah Or Okada wins it all and you just continue To make Okada the greatest champion Of all time,
1: do you have a good factoid? I think I got one
0: uh,
1: yeah. I'll, get, I'll give you a moment Think, think hard about it all right. Okay, so this is a factoid um, In the history Of New Japan Pro Wrestling, they have in fact Had more Than one One main World title, in fact they've had at least four different distinct recognized main world titles in their organization, not including other recognized world titles that come from outside promotions, like the NWA title, like the WWF title, like the TNA world heavyweight championship. I'm talking only distinctly titles that they recognized as their main prize. The first one was called simply the real world's championship (laughs) and it was it was the title that um frank gotch uh carried and he defended it against inoki and him and and inoki traded it until when he retired um he won the title back and retired with it and then after that fact it left the promotion so the first title they had the real world's championship the second world title that they had in this promotion was the nwf Heavyweight title, and was also at one point known as the World Heavyweight title. Um, This was the main title all throughout Inoki's entire mainstay as a top guy in the company from 1970, I believe, three until 19 like 83. Actually, yeah, till 1983. So for 10 years, the NWF belt was the recognized title in New Japan Pro Wrestling. After that, they retired it. The third title was the the first IWGP title, which is distinctly different from the IWGP title that they have now. It was something that they fought for during um, that was only defended against uh, IWGP uh, League tournament winners. It was only defended like three or four times ever, but from 1983 to 1987, it was the top prize in the company. And then from 1987 until now, the main world title has been the, the second incarnation of the IWGP title. So, all in all, New Japan Pro Wrestling has had four different distinct world heavyweight titles.
0: Great fact. It's a great history lesson there.
1: Yeah, most people, I don't think most people know that either.
0: No, too. I don't think they do. Uh, my, my factoid is Manobu uh, Nakanishi won the 1995 Young Lions Cup. He did. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there's there's your fun fact from me. <laughs>
1: um, you know who else, did Ken's Uh, did did um, what was that guy's name? Um, Kenzo Suzuki.
0: Oh, the yeah, the guy was in WWE.
1: Didn't he win a Young Lions Cup? Did he? I'm pretty sure he won the one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Let me take a look.
0: Yeah, pl- throw it throw it in the uh, the Google machine there.
1: Let's look at these young lion cup winners. <laughs>
0: yeah, I've never actually gone back and looked at the uh, the winners. We, I, I only remember that.
1: Yeah, two thousand Kenzo Suzuki won wow. won the two thousand young lions cup. Um, you know who won the two thousand four young lions cup? Yeah, Taguchi Wow. Two thousand five winner was Goto. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. 1994 Satoshi Kojima
0: Yeah (laughs) That's what I'm talking about You know speaking of Kojima You know I tweeted out a picture of me last week Wearing my Kojima shirt And I got a like from the leader of the bread club Satoshi Kojima Really?
1: Yeah That's cause he got your money kid (laughs) Yeah (laughs) He's like look at this mark This
0: American mark Yeah But yeah Yeah good stuff there Um So moving on Um Super J-Cup, were you able to watch any of the Super J-Cup matches?
1: I was absolutely able to watch some of the Super J-Cup I I unfortunately did not watch any of the Super J-Cup I was able to, I just did not do it Got you No, that's not true, I watched some of it with you
0: Yeah, you see uh, some of the matches that I was watching here Um, So we won't go into a uh, full in-depth review of all these things Since you haven't
1: seen I mean um, we can talk about how shitty the production was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's let's start there.
0: <laughs> the, the the production of these shows was absolutely terrible.
1: It was abysmal.
0: Yeah. Like like you mentioned, like single cam like Young Lion Project shows
1: look better than this. Way better. Bro, this is these okay, like no no lie. These are <sighs> I don't want to like people. I know that I can be prone to hyperbole, but I don't think this is hyperbolic. I think this is fact. These are the worst produced shows from a visual standpoint that New Japan has done in like five five years or maybe more. Um, back in the day when we didn't get full production shows from New Japan and we would just have literal single cam or maybe even like. You know, we used to get that a lot, like on G1 nights and best Super Junior nights, stuff like that. We would get a single cam show, maybe one side camera, and those cameras were clearer than this. And even with no, uh, you know, no commentary. And, yeah, that wasn't, it didn't come off as big league, but you can go back and watch some of those shows, and you're like, you know, this really is, I actually used to watch those and hate it. At the time when I, I was like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> but now going back, I can watch this. And I'm like, you know, they really weren't that bad. Actually, considering, you know, the, the limitations, they were pretty good. When you compare it to this, oh, it, it's bad, bro. It's really bad. It, you know what it reminded me of? It remind me of, like, a lot of, like, when we watch like, some of these shindy pro wrestling shows on, like, Fight TV and stuff.
0: dude. The House of Glory show was that better. We watch with Bucks first Private Party. Yeah. the camera work was better, and
1: that was bad. That
0: was bad too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this was
1: like 2000. This was well, even that. I was gonna say it's like 2003, like Ring of Honor type stuff. But even, even that, that was, was, better. was yeah, bro. It's 2019. This is this. Here's the problem. This is the second largest wrestling. Well, maybe not anymore, but. Arguably speaking it's the second largest Wrestling company in the entire world You know what I'm saying like The production has to be better Like um, I was going to show like I was thinking about Like to catch up on these I was going to show These matches to a friend of mine And then I was like nah I can't (laughs) (laughs) I can't be Showing a non New Japan fan these New Japan Cup uh, shows Because it does not matter how good The the, uh, wrestling is Doesn't matter how like great kevin kelly's commentaries which we'll talk about that too i think that's problematic as well um it it just looks really bad and we're not usually ones to get hung up on that sort of thing like we'll forgive quite a bit but like it can't be this bad right
0: especially making us wait forever bro what the
1: fr- <laughs> <laughs> <And> bro, <laughs> bro I, I know right
0: it's like you wait so long and then you get this It's like the first show like you had most cans, but it was just horrible camera angles, horrible well, lighting. The angles were
1: bad. The lighting was bad. Um, the audio was bad. Yeah,
0: and then you move on to the um, the quarterfinal. It was single cam. It's missing dives because it's only the literally the only cam there. Um, and then the the final show was um, was multi cam again. But then for whatever reason, the lighting in the Walter Pyramid is it didn't look like they, it normally does. I'm super dim. He had all those um, bright yellow empty seats that were distracting. That was, that was a bad
1: look, too. That yeah. was a bad look. Um, and then, you know, they had Kevin Kelly, like, do the commentary. And in order for him, for them to, you know what? I don't understand why they they had, so they lower the audio on everything so that they can mix in Kevin Kelly's commentary. But they don't do that with Axis, like with the Axis tapings. So I don't know why they had to do that here. You know what I mean?
0: Well, even with the shows that Kevin Kelly taped over for Road to, when he did the English commentary. Right. Like, they it, don't do that. Right. It's why did
1: they have to do that here?
0: Maybe because how it was filmed. Like, I don't know what cameras they used to film it. Um, I don't know what how they were mixing the audio.
1: Um, this is literally the worst, product, like, production, like, and I don't I don't know how long but it was really bad actually like, yeah, it was bad well, I,
0: I'm pretty sure like Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling has like <laughs> better production It
1: was kind, bro like here's the thing. I just was like, you know what WWE would never put this out Right if WWE like ever t- taped something like this, they would never release it and I know hidden gyms <laughs> Yeah, it, bro wouldn't even make <laughs> hidden gyms bro Their FCW stuff from like back in the day is like way better than this. Like, this is bad. Yeah. Really bad. Um Yeah. I'm I'm sorry. Like that's it is embarrassing. And you know what else too? To have the J Cup name attached attached to it it, that is supposed to be this really big deal. And then they had all these fantastic matches. Yeah. They turn around, they have all these fantastic matches and it's presented so crappy.
0: Honestly, like on delay. If they knew like they couldn't get Access production or Ring of Honor production, they should have just do the show in Japan.
1: Probably yeah,
0: and just just probably yeah.
1: That's another thing too. While we were watching it, I was wondering. I was like, well, I guess we should probably also have a discussion about some of the, th- the stuff that's been coming up with Access over, over the past week too. I don't know if we have that on our rundown. Yeah,
0: I have it in the news,
1: but um, you know, uh, we've we've gotten so many questions about like the North American. Uh, You know the North American expansion the Western expansion all that and it does make me wonder like what what is the goal? What are they trying to uh? Where are they trying to go with this? You know, what I mean like how does this like how does this further their uh, their efforts because? Dude, we've talked about missteps in my opinion. This is a huge misstep because a the production's really bad B the matches are really good, but they were delayed so far that by the time we got them Kind of almost are irrelevant
0: Right and there's honestly like there was no way to escape Spoilers like if you're trying to watch Royal Quest And these destruction shows like You were you were gonna get spoiled Mm -hmm. So
1: Yeah that's it's a bad look It's a bad look and it's it's a it's another In a string of failures When it comes to the western expansion They that's not to say that Everything they've done has been wrong but a lot Hasn't been great and um, Yeah man It's disappointing
0: yeah Um, So we had a question here from Reddit user uh, ablue3 Asking what are our favorite matches of the J-Cup So I did watch the whole tournament Um uh, one of my favorite, I loved uh, TJ. <laughs> uh, I loved TJP versus Clark Connors from the opening night. That was a really good matchup. Oh, yeah, there. I saw that with
1: you. That was pretty good. Uh,
0: we had a question from uh, Reddit user Zach Sabertime asking, uh, he said, just got done watching the first round of Super J Cup. What do you guys think of people booing TJ Perkins? I know he's an ex guy, but I've got no clue why people hate him that much. Or is there something I'm missing? And we've kind of touched on this when we were talking about previewing Super J Cup and talking about TJP. Um, TJP just, just you know, kind of rubs people on the internet the wrong way.
1: Oh, yeah, he does.
0: Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 oh, come on. Uh, <laughs> but essentially, people think TJP is a douchebag. And plus, there's been other allegations.
1: Allegations to that. Exactly what I just said, but pretty much.
0: But nothing's been proven. Um, yeah, people just don't don't like TJP. I mean, everybody I follow on Twitter, anytime I see TJP talked about, people just don't like him. Also, you have people who you know hated the whole him dabbing and his video game obsession and kind of stuff. So, for whatever reason? Pick a reason. People just don't like TJP.
1: I didn't like him wrestling as the physical embodiment of suicide.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah, one of his uh, many masked gimmicks in uh, TNA. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think TJP is a great wrestler. I don't know the guy personally. He could be a douchebag He could be whatever people are saying he is But in the ring, I think he's a great worker Um, I love the fact that he's in this tournament. I like that. um, He's getting pushed and impact Um, I think he's a really solid guy to have on your roster. So I was happy seeing TJP in this tournament And I love this Clark Connors match and then obviously the main event of night one, Amazing Red versus Will Ospreay, was freaking incredible.
1: Yeah, um, that match was great.
0: Freaking marking now went four seven five on that thing. I mean, it's just so great seeing Amazing Red in action again. And um, just, just got some memories, you know, throwback to just watching him in um, TNA for all those years. And he was busting out, you know, his infrareds and all his signature moves. He didn't. He was. He didn't wasn't able to hit the uh, code red. In the match, but hit all these other signature spots, and him and Osprey just had a hell of a match. So if you guys have not seen that match yet, uh, regardless of production, this thing was still great, and the, yeah, it was it's awesome match between those two guys.
1: Um, the match was Show and um, and um, Will, Will Osprey.
0: Yeah, from the quarterfinal match, uh, Show and Will Osprey. That was another uh, really
1: good matchup there. Um, you know, I'll tell you something. Even though it was a good match, I didn't really love that phantasmo Dragon Lee match. I thought oh, the, I thought it, I thought it was a little bit underwhelming for a final.
0: I thought so too and then um
1: you had like the uh bull club interference and stuff like that. Um another interesting thing, I'm looking at your scores. Based on what I'm seeing here from you, it looks like you weren't very impressed with Christico in this tournament. Yeah, man.
0: Like Christico, he was just kind of there. Um, I mean, a lot of his matches didn't go too long But at the same time Like I don't know I was expecting a lot more from this guy um, I don't know if he was just kind of mailed it in Because he wasn't winning the tournament Or just because he's in the US I don't know what it was Like I was expecting like him in the Dragon Lee match To be a lot better than what it was
1: How surprised were you when Show
0: beat uh, Ishimori in the first round? I, w- I was surprised, but also not surprised because, I don't know if you remember, I was like, isn't it weird that they're going to beat, because we predicted both Sho and Yo to lose the first round, but the do thing think it's weird that they're going to beat both Punky 3K in the first round, um, so it was surprising just how heavily pushed Ishimori is and being a former champion, uh, but at the same time, it's like you, I think they needed one of the Punky 3K guys to kind of go forward, and out of the both of them, they've kind of pushed Show a little bit harder you know the, the singles music and stuff like that so
1: You know I, I I remember that we got a lot wrong when it came to the predictions here But I just want to say the one match I remember I predicted correctly the one match for sure Because I got you to switch your your thinking on it To Gucci against Jonathan Gresham got that geek out of here in the first round
0: <laughs> Yeah Uh I for sure thought that yeah Gresham was going to move forward there but yeah Gucci moves forward And um, I did pretty good getting to the Particularly the semi-final matches Uh,
1: Did you you have Phantasmo going that deep? Didn't you you have Robbie Eagles? I had
0: Eagles I had it being Eagles and Osprey But I did have Dragon Lee and Aristico
1: Pretty good Yeah, good stuff there When you got done with this Did you feel like, wow, that was like the Super J Cup Or did you just feel like it was a bunch of like random I don't know, when I was watching it It just felt like a bunch of random like junior shows like, just kind of discombobulated it just, it
0: just felt like a bunch of matches I Yeah I mean, like, Osprey and Red, Sea was amazing But everything else is. It's in a feel. I mean, especially, like kind of, I already knew I already, I already spoiled Like, I knew who was winning what And what the finals were going to be And, yeah
1: How about Kevin Kelly having to call it?
0: Oh, my gosh, yes <laughs> But I freaking died on the first night Kevin Kelly It was during the Rocky Romero match He was like you know, Rocky he has he had a lot of traveling next like in a couple of days he has to get ready to go to the UK for <laughs> Royal Quest. This man had to call the show like he hadn't already called Royal Quest.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: I was like, Oh my gosh.
1: Consummate professional.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I go shout out to Kem Kelly though. I think he did he did a good job. I do too. Calling matches. I'm sure he also knew the results to everything.
1: But it, you know what killed it was that they lowered all the audience so you could hear him, but then you couldn't hear the audience. So then it made it everything. sounded it super sounded light, Yeah. So then I don't know how hot the crowds were for most of those matches. So um, and I think they were into it, but it was hard to tell. It's hard to tell, especially like those first two nights were like really like smaller indie crowds. Mm-hmm. So when you lower them down and you you already it, it already would have been hard to kind of tell, and then you lower them like that. Yeah, you, you don't know what you're getting. I don't know. Yeah, but
0: overall, I, I definitely do think they dropped the ball big time here at the Super J Cup. I felt like this should have been really special and could have been a highlight of the year and a highlight for the juniors. And I, I don't think it was that.
1: And it's like you know, Phantasma won. They they didn't really they they couldn't really talk about it at Royal Quest.
0: Well, they did. He he wore the jacket.
1: Oh, that's right. He did.
0: He came not on the gold. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you watch Royal Quest, you got spoiled immediately.
1: I forgot. <laughs> I forgot he did do that, didn't
0: he? Yeah, the man came out in the gold, the Super J-Cup jacket.
1: I did like I, I did like his post-match antics, the stuff with uh, Liger and all that. I don't mm-hmm. know. pretty good. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. It just, it didn't feel, afterwards, it didn't feel like he was like this. I don't know. I'm used to, like, the best Super Juniors guy, like, carrying out, like, the trophy and it being this big deal. And, like, it didn't, it, it hasn't felt like that. Like, you know.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I felt they could done a better job of this overall, but still a few few great matches. Um I mean the Osprey amazing red like I mentioned so many times like just that was awesome. a match of the tournament. Yeah, match of the tournament. Um you know, I Do you
1: think that's a junior match of the year candidate right now? I think so. There's a lot there's a lot, there's a lot
0: of them. I, I think it barely squeaks on just because of the high quality of Dude. junior matches we've had this year.
1: That w- I didn't like you know, what I didn't like though that wasn't amazing. Red to me, like that guy, that guy that we saw wrestling had muscles and crap. Like amazing red doesn't have muscles. Amazing red wears dirty like basketball shorts and has like a giant red you know bandana on and like an oversized t-shirt and he just flips around like crazy and he's super skinny and pale and he has like no muscle definition. That guy, that guy in there was like kind of buff. Like I didn't like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Not not your amazing red. Not
1: my amazing red no.
0: <laughs> Oh man. But yeah, so that he, w- he was
1: really impressive. Like he not only was he having a great match, but like he was doing stuff that I was like, this guy's retiring why?
0: Yeah, like <laughs> literally just busting out all his his <laughs> signature spots. I Incre- mean he was incredible. There was that like uh moonsault DT thing that he did, um the dive out from the, the turnbuckle to Osprey to the outside. Uh, yeah, there was just so many great spots that he did in that match, and looked like he never missed a beat. And I seriously hope that he reconsiders um, his retirement. I understand he has uh, he's had neck and knee issues in the past, uh, but if he can stay healthy, I think in today's wrestling climate, he would be a guy that all these promotions would would want on their on their TV. So.
1: For sure Yeah
0: hopefully maybe We can get him in uh, Best of Super Juniors Next year
1: Well let's move on Let's take Let's talk Let's take some questions From the listeners Uh Listener one You're on the air What's on your mind
0: <laughs> So we have uh, You know with the board We actually could uh, Have people call in
1: <laughs> Really Yeah Yeah. I'd Oh my god I'd be so down for <laughs> All right, yeah. I, would, I, I would treat him Like Brian Alvarez does Dude you've got two You, What's your question be, <laughs> Make it quick <laughs> Uh, call I'd like to thank you for the question. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so uh, question from Reddit user ablue3 says, "Do you think Aussie Open will be in the World Tag League?" Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, but every
1: year we hope people are going to be in it, and they never are. So hopefully.
0: You need, you need a guy to replace Best Friends.
1: Re- yeah, and replace Cobb and Elgin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well.
0: So, yeah, we'll see. Um, next, we have a, a series of questions from Sir Sam. Sir Sam, why are
1: you on, why are you on my show right now?
0: <laughs> he's trying to get in your head, he's trying for to get my head for the Ricky and
1: Clive Invitational. Yeah. Uh,
0: so he's, I'm talking
1: to all this smack. I'm going to get beat so bad.
0: <laughs> uh, he says, doesn't seem like we're going to see Moxley for a little while. When do you think he shows up next? I haven't watched Destruction. Well, Moxley will be defending that IWGP US Championship against Juice Robinson at King of Pro Wrestling. Then he says,
1: "Is is that before the TV deal starts or after?" It's after. Okay. Um,
0: Then uh, he also says, "Also, how do you think they can seemingly inevitably? How can they make the seemingly inevitable Juice US title run different than the last ones?" I love Juice, but he seems to be the absolute bottom champ when US champion.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like if he beats uh Mox that would lend a lot of credibility to him, and he's taking himself so much seriously so so much more serious in this iteration of his you know career um I think you do with him what they should have done with Bob Holly. you put the belt on him and then he beats everybody
0: <laughs> yeah, I think he he needs some higher caliber opponents he needs some more programs, some stories, some rivalries, he needs to go on a string of uh, successful defenses, not, not this you know flip flop stuff that they normally do with him. He's like you said; he needs to do, need to do the hardcore Holly. He just needs to be beating people, and he needs to be like he needs to be the longest reigning U.S. champion ever, and just go on a run like all year, just beat people. Pulp friction, pulp friction, and um, you know, especially with all these U.S. shows that are happening, you need the U.S. champ on these U.S. shows. So. Get the belt back on him, have him be on these U.S. shows, beat people, and then just make the U.S. title seem important. So yeah, that's my game plan.
1: And then he had a second part to his question. Said, "Which Chaos Junior is more likely to win the IWGP Junior Belt in 2020? Show Yo or Robbie Eagles?"
0: I think I would go with Show. Um, clearly, they. Um, that's next year. Yeah, 2020 is next year.
1: My life is just like breezing. <laughs> twenty twenty is next year.
0: Yes. God, we're in twenty nineteen right now. <laughs> I need to get my life in order.
1: Um, I got I got bigger things to think about than who wins the, <laughs> the junior title <laughs> in <2020. laughs> I gotta figure this stuff out, man. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I guess I'll I'll just go show. Like I I I'm inclined to say Robbie. Yeah, but I, I kind of don't, I don't know if they're going to put the title on Robbie
0: I mean they really don't push him that strong Like when he was in Bull Club, like team with Ishimori He was the pin eater on that team And he was the, the pin eater here with Birds of Prey um,
1: He might be the chaos guy after Will leaves though
0: That's true
1: Actually, I'm well, going to change it, I'm going to go Will Or,
0: or I'm gonna, Robbie Robbie I don't know. I, I'm gonna go show. I feel like you know we've been seeing them trying to break both those show and yo out, and then show. You know, he had his, his his you know his own music, and you know, kind of had some big highlight stories with like Shingo and stuff this year. So yeah, I think that we'll see a, a push of show next year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I ultimately, I appreciate the question, Sir Sam, but um, it do, my answer doesn't matter because. Whoever wins it, wins it, and that's what's going to happen. I have have no clue. Um,
0: As as our friend, uh, the captain, says, I'm not the booker. Yeah, I'm not the booker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Stop stop asking
1: us these mark questions (laughs) here, Sam. We're not the booker. We don't know.
0: Uh, So now we're going to move on to news. Uh, So we have some names set for the New Japan Showdown show, the Showdown tour um, so we have Kota Abushi, Jushin Thunder Liger, who will be at the San Jose event only Juice Robinson, Kazuchika Okada, and Will Ospreay, who will both only be at San Jose a Naito, Evil, Sonata, Jay White, Chase Owens, Minoru Suzuki, and Lance Archer Further talent for the card will be announced at a later date um, Then for Fighting Spirit Unleashed, we have Rapungi 3K, Lance Archer, and The Rock Roll Express Ricky Morton And Robert Gibson Will be making their New Japan Pro Wrestling Debuts at Fighting Spirit Unleash.
1: I saw this meme the other day where it was like This little kid and he was like talking to his mom And he's like mom can we go out and get And then it had a picture of the Young Bucks it's like, Can we go out and get Young Bucks She's like no we have Young Bucks at home And then it's like what you have at home And there's a picture of the Rock and Roll Express <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, dude! You yeah, know you, you have a dope shirt that says "The Young Bucks" and it's, it's a, a picture of, of the Rock, Rock and
0: Roll <laughs> Shout out to uh, Zach Porter who got me that shirt. But you know I love that shirt. I yeah. kind of want it. <laughs> but you know, last week we had all these questions asking us about the heavyweight tag division and what needs to happen. We oh had, my god. We had some questions this oh week. Oh my god! Well, the New Japan offices for listening, and ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the rock and roll express they're coming they're coming to save the territory they're coming to pop the house they're going to be uh, they're going to probably challenge for the tag titles
1: bro the rock and roll express were teaming before we were born i know <laughs> and we're old
0: <laughs> not that old man just just 30
1: i'm older than that
0: what 31 that's not that old
1: don't be giving away my shoot age <laughs>
0: But, uh, yeah, man, Rock and Roll Express. They're, they're coming to save the territory, save, save this tag division.
1: Here's one thing I will say. They had that match with LAX at uh, at spring break, and they can still go. They were doing Canadian Destroyers and crap, so.
0: Yeah, they, they, yeah, they've been making a lot of indie shots and have been having pretty good matches, so uh, I'm down for it. It, sh- it should be uh, entertaining to see who they end up going
1: against. This should tell you something. You're talking about New Japan Showdown. That's when is Showdown? That's a California tour that they're doing?
0: Yeah, so it's November 9th and November 11th.
1: But then Fighting Spirit Unleashed are the Northeast shows that are coming up. When's that?
0: That is, like, two weeks from now. Like, it's the, it's the end of September.
1: I'm like, like, when you first start talking about this, like, I kind of forgot this all was happening. I'm like, what's happening? What? They're, 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 they're going to be San Jose? When? What? Like, I don't know. I'm like... Is this too much Is this too often Coming to the US
0: I think it is If you're I not think it is If you're not gonna have The right production Yeah Cause as of right now We have no idea If these fighting spirit Unleashed Or these uh, New Japan showdowns
1: Well my whole thing Is this What is the point Um, You know What's the point Like are you in the business Of Selling out Thousand person House shows or are you in the business of creating content for your streaming service so that you can gain exposure and visibility? Those are two totally different things. If you want to be a local, regional, in, independent, like, indie, like, you don't have to come to America to do it, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, you can do that in Japan. It's, you make more money, too. Like, I don't understand the costs of doing this. Like, if they're going to come here, if they're going to come to America, everything has to be tip-top, like, Full in order Like it had Like you know I mean even it, I don't know man like you know th- It at least needs to be to the same level That the like UK and Australia Shows were
0: Right At I mean, the very least You know people you know are quick to say You know New Japan needs to sever The Ring of Honor relationship But if they were working with ROH They would have production They would have all the stuff to get their stuff looking right
1: yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like this would have been all filmed up and you know, the Sinclair broadcasting team would have been on it and they would have had all the equipment they need and it'd be looking great.
1: Yeah, we'd be we'd be watching those uh some of those early like um like California shows and complaining about how the the team they were with like sucked, but like meanwhile the, the camera quality was like flawless. It looked yeah. incredible. Yeah. And, and man, I'm like Man, I wish we had that team on this
0: <laughs> Yeah So, and, you know, with the Access deal up in flux I mean, who knows if they'll be able to get any of those Of any Access productions for any of these shows, so
1: Well, we'll see I mean, is, this stuff's obviously not airing live
0: Right, I mean, there's been no word of that other yet And there's so. there's no
1: word of it being on Access either
0: Right, so I
1: don't even know, bro I don't know if I'm If I'm New Japan I don't know that I ever come to the States If I'm not partnering with my U.S television rights distributor to put it on right what's the point of coming to the u.s if i if i if my u.s television people can't can't get it on the air right what's the point of doing it i don't get it
0: does it make sense
1: it doesn't make sense to me and like i'm sure there's people who are like in san jose who are like no like shut up like i want them to come hey i get it i want them to come here too but like i was at that ceo show last year and it's a little different but i remember thinking like what was the point of this
0: yeah, well, that's Kenny, you know.
1: I, I know it's not the same, but I'm just saying, you know, it, I, it's a similar feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, this is kind of pointless.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But speaking of Fired Spirit Unleashed, uh, details have been confirmed for the meet and greets that will be happening before the shows in oh. Lowell, New York, and Philadelphia. Yes. So on September 27th in Lowell at 4 p.m., you will have the opportunity to meet. Roshi Tanahashi, Sonata, Rapungi, 3K, which is Yo and Rocky, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton, and Robert Gibson. If you're going to be going to New York, September 28th, at 4 p.m., you get the opportunity to meet Kota Ibushi, Tomohiro Ishii, Lance Archer, and referee Tiger Hattori. And then on September 29th, last day of the tour in Philadelphia, at 2 p.m., you can meet Evil and Shingo Takagi. It is uh, $25 a ticket Wrestler uh, for tag teams, punky 3K and Rock and Roll Express, it's $50. And you, those, you
1: don't get a discount for it being a tag team, like you would almost think, like, hopefully, like you get like a discount, like 40 bucks for the tag team. No, nope. you're, paying, you're paying the full, tw- it's 25 per wrestler, or you're gonna pay 25 per wrestler when it's a tag team. It's the same thing.
0: Well, uh, punky 3K, if you, you get all three of them, you get a little bit of diff- discount there. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but uh, you know, Rock and Roll, man, they're top talent, man. You got you got to pay. Cash for that man,
1: bro. Believe it or not, like I kind of almost would like. I love the rock and roll express, <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah. So those tickets are available. I don't now. know, how,
1: I don't know how many more like opportunities I would ever have to see them, you know, um, right?
0: And uh, I know uh, Zach, I believe Zach Porter is going to New York in Philly, I think. So, wondering if he's gonna hit up any of these meet and greets,
1: probably not. He ain't no Mark. <laughs>
0: But yeah, the tickets for those meet and greets are available now. Also, tickets are on sale for the Showdown show in San Jose. Uh, this past week, New Japan has opened up an Instagram for the NJPW shop. You can uh, find out about the NJPW merchandise on Instagram for a limited time only until Wrestle Kingdom 14. The account is at NJPW underscore shop. And it's going to be active until then And uh, to commemorate the birth of the official merchandise account They are offering 10% off of all orders from the Tokon Shop online store Which is now in English On NJPW 1972, we had a column from Toa Hanare With his uh, Warriors Ray, Way, or excuse me, Warriors Road I was thinking about Loki there, Warriors Way Warriors Road column that he's been doing on NJPW 1972 Kind of talking about all his travels And like they mentioned he was over um, in Thailand doing uh, Muay Thai We also have uh, part 2 Of Kota Ibushi's interview Up on NJPW1972.com Talking about his legendary pa- Plans leaning more into the Double title scenario And uh, then we had some more News on the access Deal um, So like we mentioned last week, uh, Anthem, the parent company of Impact, bought Access TV, who was um, New Japan's U.S. partner. There have been hundreds of Access employees that were laid off. A lot of key people that brought uh, wrestling to Access. Access used to be uh, HDNet, and um, you know that's the former home of Ring of Honor. Used to be on HDNet. Um, and so, um, a guy named Adam Swift, who was the uh, former vice president of legal affairs, uh, he grew up a big tra- tape trader of Japanese wrestling. He was one of the key guys to getting New Japan Pro Ra- Wrestling on Access. Um, he's one of the uh, biggest members who lost their job during the the sale of this. And uh, Andrew Simon, who is the CEO of Access TV, fights. He, the one that green let the idea for New Japan in the U.S., he was also let go. And it was noted that the last quarter that ended in June marked the eighth straight quarter that New Japan's audience was up 10% or more, double-digit increases from the same quarter of the previous year, and more notable because at the same time, when access coverage fell from 54 million to 50 million homes. And uh, New Japan's current contract with access expires In January of 2021 And all this comes from um, Last week's Wrestling Observer Newsletter
1: Yeah So That's a lot to take in So um, Not this January but next January Yeah So next January is 2021
0: Well January that's coming Is January 2020
1: And the one after that is 2021 Yeah. So we're like a little Like over a year from the year 2021 Yeah was happening to our lives (laughs) no but um in all seriousness so i mean i don't know jeremy what are your? i have i had a lot of thoughts here and then you read all that stuff and now i'm just like kind of blanking like what what are your thoughts on this because there there have been a lot of speculations a lot of like uh you know insinuations and a lot of things that come out over the past week when it comes to this access deal with anthem and um you know the, the just the different things surrounding it
0: Right, it's going to be very interesting So they've also, um, Impact has announced last week That after Bound for Glory, which is happening October 20th Impact will be on Access They have not said what day, what time yet But clearly getting, you know, Impact as a future program on that channel is high priority I do think it's very weird that they've released a lot of the people who worked on New Japan who worked on the Ring of Honor TV in the past people who know wrestling and who have fought to get wrestling on the channel uh, a lot of I don't a lot of great PR people
1: I don't think it's weird at all I think it's totally to be expected to be honest with you like um, me- oftentimes when large media conglomerates make deals like this they will they come in with a lot of overhead, a lot of costs, a lot of oversights, things like that. And, um, they, they already did. And they have a track record of this when they purchased fight TV in the past, they laid off like everybody. And that's a lot of times like different, different corporations and different groups do that sort of thing. Like they'll, they'll, they'll take an investment. They'll cut off and trim as much of the fat, any, any like oversights, any costs that might be associated with it, no matter How much value how good that team is how much value they bring to the table and they like you said they were it's a that dallas team is incredible Mm -hmm. we know firsthand we've worked with them directly and we've corresponded that with them for a while now so we know but um ultimately it's dollars and cents and from dollars and cents perspective anthem's not going to be not going to keep them around um and i it's not surprising me at all like that that that's exactly what happens in these kind of mergers and these kind of buyouts. Like they 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 get rid of uh, redundancies,
0: right? And so this is going to kind of put them in charge of what the production will look like of New Japan's Show on Access. And I don't know. We still have so we'll ha- we'll have all Of 2020 of New Japan on Access. I don't know for a year. Yeah. So you know who who knows? They could switch up, put Don Callis and Josh Matthews to call. Access shows instead of just using the Kevin Kelly Feed Uh, I don't think
1: they would Do that I I, that wouldn't Really make a lot of sense to me for them To do that I mean Mainly because of just this one Reason that will cost More money
0: yeah Yeah.
1: they they Already have literally They have New Japan doing all The work for them and It's pre-recorded and So I don't know why they would Have them send a copy of The tape that's that has no commentary so that they can pay to have their own guys do do, it. Yeah. Additional that doesn't, I I understood, I understand some of the benefits that might be there because you can, you could hypothetically, you could promote your own product on, you know, or even whatever you want to do, whatever your intentions are. But from a money standpoint, that doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. And there have also been a lot of rumors of potentially impact using this as a way to kind of, Get New Japan to work with them and sever ties with Ring of Honor, uh, so I, don't, I just don't know if that's going to happen. I know Impact or New Japan is still very sour um, with Impact. What's happened with guys like Okada and Sonata and stuff like that. So
1: I think there's a lot of things to take into consideration when it comes to this sort of thing. Now I'm thinking about it. One thing that's really um, concerning to me. Really concerning. I don't know if you heard they they got rid of their HDNet fights or the Access TV fights. Yeah, the
0: Friday night fights. Yeah, which was one of the the keys of the network, like one of the top things. Bro, I've,
1: I've been watching HDNet for like over a decade, like going all the way back. Like, obviously, I'm you're you're familiar with the Ring of Honor. Yeah, I used period. to,
0: dude. I watched Ring of Honor on HDNet every week, dude.
1: See, I didn't, but as an MMA fan, I mean, they had they had. uh relationships with like dream and um, Sengoku uh, Lord which or not Goku Lord uh, Sengoku Raiden championships which SRC yeah, over in Japan and um, just different and even uh here k1 heroes and different groups like that back in the day so I mean they've they've been in the MMA fight game for you know almost a decade I mean they, they Had all these different shows and Until they brought uh, New Japan to Axis, the, the highest rated Shows that they had always were their Weekly MMA shows all these regional um, Fight promotions here in the States like legacy fighting championships And um, lion fight and all this, this different stuff and It doesn't matter how good Those numbers are they got rid of it Like that right um you know, you mentioned last week that Steve Harvey was somehow involved with raising the capital or being one of the main investors with Anthem to go in on this deal. Yeah. I really wonder if wrestling even is I know that there's a benefit to this, obviously, because it, it's gonna allow them to put their wrestling property, which they're looking to make money off of, ultimately. Right. right. But I don't I, I don't know how much of this really has anything to do with like Wrestling as a whole like I don't know if how they see Wow and New Japan I think it's wholly possible that they might see them as just like Why do we need them? We already have a wrestling right, property. like
0: we have we have our wrestling property that we own And we're gonna push like why are we gonna push these other two properties.
1: I have a feeling that this is way bigger than wrestling I feel like this uh this business move to buy this network That they have other probably strategic uh, plans in place to turn the network into something else entirely different from what we're, you know, us as wrestling fans, we're, we're all concerned about new Japan. We're all concerned about the state of, uh, of the wrestling industry. These, these businessmen, these Anthem guys, I don't know if that's their aim or their goal or whatever. Right, yeah. Like, like, I don't know how invested into professional wrestling Steve Harvey is. You know what I'm saying? Something tells me that that's not what this, uh, this move to buy a, uh, uh, you know, to buy a television station is really all about
0: yeah um. uh but yeah they've been they've been quick on the promotion they're they're already running impact commercials on access uh this Friday they're going to be airing the uh, AAA show that happened in New York this past weekend uh those AAA and impact teaming up together in the that New York show they're going to be airing that on Friday 8 p.m on access uh Lucha Brothers and laX that should be pretty good but yeah so they're already making moves they're already getting their property out there on access so
1: my, my biggest concern is that um, when, when that team from Dallas was able to get uh, New Japan greenlit and brought onto this TV station, um, it was something that no other company, like no other television network at the time was, would ever have been willing to do. And you just take a look at how hard it's been for, we've heard the stories over the years of how difficult professional wrestling has been to sell different networks at different times and even like uh you know yeah the yeah the industry's hot right now and yeah there's the stuff that's going on with uh aw and with wwe but i mean th- as great as the numbers new japan's been doing on access they're nowhere near the kinds of numbers that those major you know uh companies are doing and i think if they lose this deal it's a really hard sell to expect them to turn around and get on any other network um, impact themselves couldn't do it right with really good production and a really good talent roster and good booking and you know, a, a good show, a, a really good show. They, they couldn't get an, and a track record of success.
0: Yeah. Don Kous and um, Scott Demore have kind of turned things around. They've been having great pay-per-views. They've had some great talent. I mean, you know, Lucha brothers were there, LAX, um, You know, Moose and some of those other guys that they've been pushing, like they've they've been having some great matches and great storylines. And with all that, they still haven't been able to, you know, they had a hard time getting on TV
1: deal. So I really wonder if if New Japan does, if they lose this deal, like if they just let them run out and it goes to 2021 and they're not renewed, I don't know where they go, to be honest. I, I don't think there's enough time for them to gain enough buzz. I don't think there's enough time for them to run enough of these little regional shows that they're running. To turn around and be able to parlay that into some sort of television deal of any sort, so right, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, like beyond hope that there's a way to where this all ends up working out, to where maybe they get put into a block situation, and you know, wrestling does become a focal point of this. Yeah, they create like a
0: wrestling block with
1: Impact, New Japan, and Wow. That would be fantastic. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because I mean. I, I think I, if you if you want my bet right now, I think New Japan's gonna lose their T V deal. Yeah. And that's that's my feeling.
0: And that's not gonna be good for Western expansion and it's not gonna be good for all these these shows that they keep doing because they cannot have that horrible production that they had for Super J Cup.
1: I'm I think my biggest concern is just that team's gone. Yeah. That Dallas team is gone and so what happens after that, you know?
0: Yeah. And will will a big show like the G one ever come back? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, very interesting stuff. Obviously, there's more on the story in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. You can check that out. Um, in other Japan news, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah uh, is going to be running Corken Hall on January 4th and January 5th. Uh, January 4th show will be happening at 630 which will be going head to head with the Tokyo Dome show, New Japan, and then on January fifth, the show will be at eleven thirty, um, which will be before the New Japan show, which won't start until four. So it was a great chance for them to bring in a lot of foreign fans and kind of draw a good house on that uh, January fifth date. And I, I've seen comments from Noah saying a, a new war is starting. What do you what do you think about Noah? Running these dates and Maybe trying to somehow get in a wrestling war
1: With who? New Japan
0: Oh, no <laughs>
1: Come on, be serious, come on
0: No well, What do you think about them running Corkin These same days at the Dome
1: I think that's great for them I think it's great for them, but you know that They're late to the game, everybody's running Corkin And running big shows in Tokyo During, uh you know, Tokyo Dome weekend I mean I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think there's any, I don't even think there's a story here. I think it's good for Noah. You know, they just had that big. Uh, they they uh, they just rebranded the Global League. They're calling it what the V one or the W one victory. The the uh, the N N1? one. The N one victory, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the whole Global League, and uh, so that's their version of the G one, and um, that's you know. And I heard it was really successful, and I, there's good stuff that's going on in Noah, but. You know, they almost died. Like, no, it's there's no war. Yeah, here.
0: I, I thought it was pretty ridiculous when I saw those comments about a, a wrestling wars coming or whatever they said. So. That's cool.
1: I mean, that gets people interested and people hyped, and you know, brand loyalty and all that is pretty important. You know, to uh, per Rezu. So, I mean, that's cool. I, I I like Noah. I like. I've always liked Noah, but um, I don't know. A wrestling war? Come on.
0: Yeah. And then uh, last thing here. Uh, Genchi, Jin, I can't pronounce his first name, Genchi, Shiro, Tenryu, Tenryu, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tenryu, um, you know, Hall of Famer, and, you know, legend in Japanese wrestling, has suffered a loss of motor skills and balance due to a cerebral infraction, uh, which came after the effects of a stroke, uh, so, you know, Tenryu, just a, you know, a wrestling legend in Japan, thought I was just mentioning and That and just kind of keeping him in your uh, Thoughts and prayers as uh, He's going through some health issues Uh, And now it's time for The uh, recommended match Of the week So it's my turn for the recommended Match and since we Are on the road to King of Pro Wrestling I thought I'd go back to one of my Favorite King of Pro Wrestling matches And this comes from King of Pro Wrestling 2017 Tetsuya Naito versus Tomohiro Ishii. Tetsuya Naito defending his uh, G1 briefcase against the Stone Pitbull in what was a hell of a matchup. Uh, Four point seven five rated from the Wrestling Observer, uh, one of the best matches of that year. Uh, you all already know how Naito and Ishii get down when they wrestle each other. And uh, overall just a really great Hard hitting strong style match That uh, I really enjoyed So check that out Hopefully that kind of gets you Ready for King of Pro Wrestling uh, Coming up next month And uh, yeah that's my pick So uh, next week We'll be back with a review Of Destruction in Kobe And we will be having on The winner Of our G1 Climax Pick'em Contest Reddit user, why did you do that, bro? We'll be here at the dojo uh, to watch Destruction and Kobe with us and to come on the podcast and to review the show. So it uh, should be a fun one. Any any comments on that? I'm stoked. Clearly <laughs> excited. Uh, next week. Uh,
1: I didn't feel a good natural like place to come in and like. Like, you were doing such a good job. I just going to let you do it. <laughs> like, I have full faith in you.
0: Um, yeah, like I mentioned, yeah. We'll be doing that next week with Why Did You Do That, Bro? Reviewing Destruction in Kobe and covering all the latest news in the world of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Make sure you connect with us on social media, on Twitter. I'm at Jeremy Donovan. The show is at KI Strong Style. You can also follow us at social suplex on Facebook. You Facebook.com slash social suplex. You can find us in the wrestling square circle Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash wrestling square circle on Reddit. I am the pro black guy. Josh is keeping it strong style. You can email me, Jeremy, at social suplex.com. Make sure you check out all the other shows on the social suplex podcast network. On Sundays, we have One Nation Radio hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd. Of course, here on Tuesdays, you have us, Keeping It Strong Style. On Wednesdays, you have the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show from Scotland. Every other Wednesday, you have our podcast dedicated to independent wrestling, grown men. Watch this shit. hosted by Jeremy Tate and Chris Bryan. On uh, Fridays, we have Get in the Ring with Danny and Beast Mike. And on Saturdays, we have All Things Elite with Floyd Johnson Jr., Amy O., and Tiffany. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review. We'll catch you next week on Keeping It Strong Style, the ace of podcasts. Thank you for listening to Keeping It Strong Style. We'll see you next time.